<laughs> Ginger's not there. No. What? <laughs> how would I? How would I know that? Sal, look how would Skype. I know that Ginger's not there? Yeah, you could have looked at Skype, but that's look fine. at Skype. It's frozen. <laughs> oh, it's not frozen. Skype is frozen. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not frozen on mine. Theme song. Ladies and gentlemen, we are tonight. We are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? And Taz is, I mean, Sal is here. It's Taz! Look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Speaking of diseased dicks, it's the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, unintentionally offensive wrestling podcast. I am your host, Troy, but I cannot do this alone because with me this week, Jason is here. I am here once again, and uh, we missed you on Revisited last night, Troy. I mean, I missed anyone because I was fucking by myself, but I hope everyone enjoyed it. Shit happens. Literally. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was supposed to be on NXT Revisited last night, Ginger's here. Hello, you yeast-infected, dirty douchebag lickers. Yeah, I had the shits last night. Shit happens, literally. So, sorry. Usually his wrestling is the shits. Mm-hmm. Last night, he just had the shits. That's why I retired. <laughs> And we're not done, because also here, Sal is here. Seven episodes in a row. This has got to be some type of a record for me. Well, we did sign a 10-episode deal with Anchor for you, so <laughs> you need to, we're hoping to, uh, to Brock Lesnar the shit and just get everything out of the way right at the time. <laughs> and that's right. We got one more making his triumphant return to the show he abandoned, just like your mother did when you landed up in that dumpster. Adam is here. Ginger literally making a run for the border last night. <laughs> Dude, you never eat Taco Bell before the show. What's wrong with you? That's fourth meal. That's what you eat after the show. <clears throat> well, did he go second harvest on it? That's the question. You have no idea. <laughs> I shit more than I slept last night. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, while while Ginger pops in a blue chew, let's go ahead and uh, head on over to talk about some dicks. That's right, because we had the first week of our hottest male WWE talent tournament. And boy, oh boy. AKA, AKA the Adam Memorial Cup. <laughs> not, not dead. He's right there. Well, no, but... Tonight, I thought he was dead to the show. So yeah, it's true. It's true. It could be. It could be in memoriam of my left testicle. There, there you go. go. Ah. All right. 
right, old dangler. Um, so, <laughs> so let's go ahead and get right into this. Now, we did this a little bit differently than we did our women's tournament. So um, every vote that came in had to vote for all, all eight of the matchups. We had 616 people wow. vote in the tournament in the first week. That is tremendous. Thank you to everyone who voted. Cannot Could not be happier with those numbers. I was seriously hoping for 100. When I saw that we reached that, I was like, everything else is just come on top of the belly, dude. So let's go ahead and get into the matchups and who wound up winning it. Now, obviously, with every matchup having the same amount of vote total, uh, you know, everyone, it, it's very interesting to see how everyone stacks, stacks up against the other competitors because it's not like we had it where, with women where our matchups that were earlier in the week wound up getting a shit ton more votes than our matchups later in the week. So we, we, I feel like this is the most fair that this is going to be as well. Uh, so, um, just like with, for the this is all learning process for us anyway, so this will yeah. be something we can take in going forward. Exactly. Um, so, just like for the women, we're going to have, go ahead and give our picks on who we would have chosen. I know that's a little bit more difficult for some of the hosts here, but do your best. Our first matchup was the man with the big dog energy, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Adam, who you got? Roman. Jason? Uh, I guess I would go Roman. Sal? Roman. Ginger? Roman. All I mean, right. Joe's Joe's cuddly. Like he looks like he'd be good to snuggle with. He's got the Is dad he bod. He he just he dad just bod's a big angry. thing now. It yeah, is it's true. That's true. It is. Yeah, like you know, seventy five percent of the hosts on this thing have dad bods. So <laughs> look at you, Jason. All right. Oh, I have a dad bod. Make no mistake about that. <laughs> no, you're you're pretty ripped, dude. I'm pretty um, sure I've been topless on this show before. Y'all should know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes unintentionally. Yeah. yeah. The, problem, the problem with Samoa Joe, the problem with Samoa Joe is that if he comes over to cuddle, he doesn't tell you first. He just shows up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> that's my house. Paige, that's my house. We had a, a new visitor in the Smathers Lounge, by the way. Mr. Daniel Price has joined us uh, and says, it's like job orientation on a Jimmy Snooker. Learning on the Superfly. Okay. There you go. Very nice. Thanks for joining, Daniel. Glad to have you aboard. We do puns here. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Tons of puns. Adam, especially. Yeah. All right. So with (laughs) uh, this, this, this one, this one hurts a little bit. By, by a vote of 577 to 39. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Samoa 93, Joe moves on. All right. With 93% of the vote, Roman Reigns moves on. I have a feeling Is that the largest percentage we've had in any of these matchups so far, including the women? Uh, no, we had a 100%. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, that one was bad. Oh. But that was that was prior to our our adjustments of the process. So I don't know. That's true. I think I think once we once we've got rid of it in, we did not have anything that. But I think yeah. the most we had was like eleven percent. So yeah. let's get a little more diversity in the voters. Yeah. So of course that means that Roman Reigns was the top vote getter this week. Samojo was the bottom vote getter. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Bad matchup, bro. Then our next matchup: Jey Uso versus. Jimmy Uso. <laughs> and it would have been really weird if this was the most dominant win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The funny thing is, 
this is not the closest matchup. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> uh, so, Ginger, who you got? Uh, I got Sam's favorite. You don't know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> the one without the grill. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Which I, th- I think we determined was Jay. Yeah, Jay. Sal. Jay. Adam. Look, you fucks know I can't keep them up. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> the one without the grill. Jay, you me. Okay. Jimmy is the one that's married to Naomi, right? Jimmy is the one married to Naomi. Yeah. Again, okay, he's that, much funnier on that, Total Divas, so I'm going with him. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go with, with Jimmy. I like his tattoos better. What are um, you doing, Oos? What? what are you doing? What are you doing, Oos? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on there. <laughs> I was like, did he, did he have a stroke? I can't figure it out. Let's uh, play. Is it racist? <laughs> All right, with a vote of 356 to 260, with 57% of the votes, Jimmy Uso moves on. That's the one I picked, right? Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah, so I, the, one, the one with less DUIs. DUIs? <laughs> hey, man. Don't they have an even amount at this point? They might have an even amount at this they point. They might, or they might oh, be no, Naomi was driving last time, so Jimmy oh, didn't get yes. that. DUI. That's true, that's true. He didn't so. catch that case. So, so Jay definitely has more DUIs. Um, I was tempted to Google, do twins have the same size dick to try to determine this one? But I decided I didn't want, of all the things that are on my Google search history, I didn't want that a part of it. <laughs> uh, okay, so then we've got Tony Nese. It's the Bella twins, they probably do. Probably. Uh, versus Arya Davari. Jason. Sorry, Aria versus who again? Tony Nese. Uh, I went with Tony Nese. Okay. Ginger. Nice. Sal. Uh, I'm going to go with Tony Nese. I was surprised how far Aria Davari made it on ladies' night, but fuck do I know, I guess. Adam? I went Davari on this one. Okay. Uh, me, personally, I think Tony Nese is boring as shit. And Arya seems more fun, so I would have went with Arya. But how do the voters hotness, go? Troy, as the ladies told you, it's about hotness. Not like Fine. just because you say he's a good dad, it doesn't give a fuck. He looks like a dick. <laughs> with a vote of four hundred eight to two hundred eight, Tony needs advances. So that brings it's a beard, us. I think. They both have beards. Yeah, he's got a bigger, thicker beard. Yeah, Nisa's is much it's cut smoother and nicer. I suppose. Uh that brings us brings us over to John Cena versus Ray Mysterio. And Adam. Cena. What? Wow. That's the How? upset of the tour. Right Ray there. Mysterio looks like a twelve year old. How do you know that? You didn't seem to have a problem with Tom Holland. <laughs> 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 I'm going uh I'd I'd go Ray. Jason. Um I guess I'd go Cena. Sal. Cena. Right. Did anyone ever hear the rumor that he was actually like banging Amy Schumer during their scene in the movie there? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, there was 
it was odd, but yeah, that was one of the rumors was that uh, that that was legit. Now there have been there have been a few times. Now obviously regulations uh, in in movies say that 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 can't actually happen, um, but it does. Uh, yeah, so that was the whole thing. Now in like a movie like Antichrist, that's clearly him slamming his dick into Charlotte Gainsborough. Um, that's Willem Dafoe. No <clears throat> what? No idea what you're talking about, but. Oh, Google Antichrist Willem Dafoe's giant dick. I'm going to go ahead and not do that. Um, Listen, I already Googled sorry, I'll be right uh, Xavier Woods' giant dick for the purpose of the ladies' <laughs> night. So I've Googled all the giant dicks I'm going to Google. Oh, there's a there's a nice black and white slow motion of him slowly sliding his dick inside Charlotte Garnsborough. So enjoy that. Next time you want to watch a movie. Movie's kind of fucked up, too, but that's that's a highlight of it. Is that Willem Dafoe peen? All right, so with a vote of 521 to 95, John Cena moves on. That's a beatdown, too. That was a hell of a beatdown. I, I assume it's the mask. Yeah. You've got to remember that there's there is a considerable amount of these 606 people that, that have never watched wrestling, and we're strictly sure. going with pictures. So when you when you see a guy like Raymond, you're going, I don't see his face. Right. I, I feel <laughs> so, like without seeing the face, Lince Dorado will be insanely popular with that same group, though. It's true. But, and, that and, that and let's just say, I use that picture. So There you go. All right, that brings us to Xavier Woods versus Primo Cologne. <sighs> Jason. Just based, if nothing else, off the strength of the Is Twitter Nick? post this week, <laughs> going Xavier Woods. All right. Uh, wait, why? Why that? <laughs> Just made me laugh. Okay, I was gonna say you've seen his dick, so you know what he's working. Yeah, I, 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 that doesn't do anything for me, but he's good sense. Of, he's got a good sense. Of, yeah, good sense of humor, though. Right. It yeah. takes a lot to impress me in the dick department, so you know. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, primo. Interesting. You like porn stashes, uh, Adam Woods, uh, Ginger. Woods, he's got a cute smile. <laughs> Woods, uh, Woods is, uh, I mean, he's, a, he's he would fit in with us. Let's put it yeah. that way, and that, and that's a big plus. I mean, he's a, a video game guy. He's a, he's a you know comic book guy and things like that. So yeah, I uh, with a vote of four eighty nine to one. He's also a PhD, which means he wouldn't fit in with us at all. But that's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, with almost eighty percent of the votes, Xavier Woods moves on. So that brings us to Bobby Lashley versus Cedric Alexander. And let me just tell you, two days ago, there was a different person in the lead of this match. Wow. So this was our this was our closest matchup, and yes, it it within the last two days there was a push by the other person, and they wound up wound up taking the win. So uh, let's start with Ginger. God, Bobby Lashley is one of the ugliest people ever. <laughs> Um, I'm going uh, Cedric. Okay, Adam? Cedric. Jason? After watching Cedric jump over the top rope, I'm going Cedric. <laughs> Cedric. You just said that you, that that Dick didn't do anything for you. I said it takes a lot to impress me. <laughs> yeah, he said Xavier's didn't do anything. Okay, fair enough. I said it takes a lot. Jumping over the top rope and almost taking down the rope with your cock is impressive. (laughs) (laughs) That I'll give him points for it. That's funny because we just saw Tessa Blanchard is able to completely rip ring rope off. Jesus. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 
Fair enough. You know, I've, more I on that if... when we get to the indie women's tournament. There you go. Uh, I wonder if the uh, if the reason that they call her Ariel Monroe is because when Cedric gets her, she's. <laughs> uh, so with a vote of three fifteen to three oh one. My man, Bobby Lashley moves on. Really? No. That to me, that to me feels like an upset. And if you look at the the seating, that is an upset. So very, very kind of kind of surprising result there. And like I said, Cedric was leading it up until Tuesday. Go ahead. To be fair, the seating was done by all of us straight uh, white yeah. heterosexual yeah. dudes. So, um, but clearly, clearly, we weren't fall far off well, there because Cedric was leading at some point in time, and this yeah. was the closest one we had. Go ahead, Adam. We're not all straight white hetero- heterosexual fair dudes. I almost corrected myself. There. <laughs> uh, Daniel on the side said all Cedric would have to do is run around until Bobby sweats himself temporarily blind because he's got no eyebrows. That's true. So, oh my god! So this I is not have... like a one-on-one competition. Understanding what's going on. <laughs> I'm not sure how that makes one hotter than the other, but what? what uh, okay, I I will say this. That oh, isn't oh it. fuck! I get it. So he's wrong. running around. He's getting hot. Yeah, wrong definition around, of so hot. Sweaty, exactly. Physically yeah. hot. Okay, got yeah. it. Fuck! I'm slow tonight. Go ahead. Let's roll. This, this past weekend, while I was while I was sitting on my couch relaxing there was a thought that came into my mind and it was uh does bobby lashley have <laughs> was it alopecia See? where they where they can't grow any, any hair and i was like now i gotta fucking google that and i googled it i was like no he's got eyebrows he doesn't have it but that's weird that other people <laughs> think that they think <laughs> have eyebrows and doesn't have body hair because i was like i'm like is he like charlie villanueva no he's not no he's, he's fine he could grow hair he just chooses not to. Uh, our next matchup, Bobby Roode versus Big E. And Jason. Was this, are we going pre or post porn stash? <laughs> so the picture that I chose online was pre. Okay. If we're going pre porn stash, I'm going Big E. If we went post porn stash, I'm going Big E. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ginger. Big D, I mean, Big E. <clears throat> Adam. I honestly don't remember who I voted for on this one. I'm going to guess Bobby Roode. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just, just, to be, just to be different. Uh, Big E with the hip swivel, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's a little weird that you went there, Sal, but okay. Yeah, that's fine. With a vote of... Three seventy-three to two forty-three. Bobby Roode moves on. Wow, upset. Yeah. Daniel says, uh, "I thought it was a who be two contest." Jesus, yep. No, no Jesus got nothing to do with this. Sir. It's Trust a, me. Well, it's more. Of, it's, it's, going it's, on, but it's yeah. more of a who beats off who contest. Yes, exactly. Uh, and our I final think matchup. They're jerking each other off in this thing. I think <laughs> Look, people have. Really, you, I think we really need to define the rules of this thing better. <laughs> Look, you judge the tournament in your way, and I'll judge it in mine, all right? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, we had had more than one conversation about wanting to see the two women who were going at in the tournament go at it. So yeah. we're just we're being all inclusive here. It's fine if you want to see what Big E and Bobby Roode can do. There's gonna be mustache rides oh. one way or the other. 
I'm not saying there's anything <laughs> wrong with it. I'm just saying in terms of how we're determining the winner, we need to like, you know, it was pretty clear in the women's contest. It was whoever the hottest one is, except it wasn't because Mandy Rose didn't win. Uh, Daniel <laughs> I was going to say, was it clear? <laughs> says that uh, Bobby Roode starring in the glory holus. Okay. <laughs> nice. You're, you're going to fit right in here, buddy. There you go. Uh, so- <laughs> Welcome to the club, Daniel. Yeah. Our final matchup, Tyler Breeze versus Kevin Owens. Adam. Tyler Breeze. Sal. Tyler Breeze. Ginger. I'm probably... <sighs> really I'm, I'm going Owens. Jason. Tyler looks like he'd be too dumb to have a conversation with, so I'm going to go... <laughs> I feel like I could hang out with Kevin Owens. It'd yeah. be like sort of, you know, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna have to hook up with a dude, it might as well be a dude you can you can you know do a bro job to, and then you sit and you have a pizza and you watch a movie and you laugh and you snuggle a little bit and it's, yeah. you know, yeah, same reason why I picked Kevin Owens. No homo, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine as long as you say that. Exactly. Uh, by a vote of three twenty five to two ninety one. Tyler Breeze moves on. Yeah, I saw, I saw that coming. Yeah, yeah, but not by much. Three twenty-five, two ninety-one. I mean, no, no. And, uh, and Daniel says Steen wins just because he's got a hot wife. And again, I think we're not clear on the rules. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going. To, uh, now you might be able to convince her to watch, but anyways, so you can go over to rundownwrestling.com. Are right allowed? Now. I, like, I suppose. Like, if you're willing to take one from Kevin Owens, do you get to get a crack at the misses? I don't know. You'd have to take it up with him. I see. I, I just uh, think the rules of this thing are just way too wide open. Okay, well, you know, much like Xavier Woods' is asshole, it's wide open. Uh, so our matchups that you can go over. <laughs> I watched the tape. Who fucked Xavier Woods in half? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I assume Brad Maddox. What Maddox. fucking tape did you watch, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you must have not watched the the most recent ones. Send it to me later. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> and I'll say this now. Go over to rundownwrestling.com right now and vote in the next eight matchups. It is Drew McIntyre versus Eric Young, Elias versus Alistair Black, Mike Canellas versus Daniel Bryan, Dash Wilder versus Rusev, EC3 versus Shelton Benjamin, the Russian spy himself, Randy Orton versus Akira Tozawa, Mustafa Ali versus Lince Dorado. Seth Rollins versus Jack Gallagher. And Smathers, before you wear out the voting button, Young is just his last name. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. Just oh, kidding, buddy. Right. Love you. Right. So let's go ahead and get into this here. Uh, before we start talking about Money in the Bank, we do want to say that we are recording this on the 20-year anniversary of Owen Hart's death. Um, as always, the it, it is... Still one of the biggest tragedies in wrestling history. Um, and uh, we all continue to mourn his loss no more so than his family. So, we have... Can I just, before we move on, just one quick thing here? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, actually, uh, if you listen to uh, this podcast, postwrestling.com, one of the guys over there... plug on their podcast. Other no, than no, that, because you took the time to do an audio documentary of the final day of Owen Hart that came out this week that was actually really good. So I just wanted to suggest people go check that out if they're interested in Owen Hart's story for the day he passed. 
I'm surprised that Jericho didn't put out an Owen Hart one, considering he put out Chris Benoit one at the end of our It had like uh, Jimmy Corderas in there, who was obviously in the ring and almost got hit when Owen Jesus. fell. Uh, it was very, very close. Apparently, well, when he tells the story, he basically says, I felt something go by the back of my head, and I didn't oh know what it was. God. So it's, it is it is a good listen if you're interested. Fair enough. The reason Smathers is I walk in and call the pedo, what fun. I didn't call you pedo, Smathers. There's nothing wrong with liking Jeez. young women. Jerry Lawler's made a life of it. They can be legal and still be young. There's nothing wrong with that. Look at our president. That's all I'm saying. I was going to say, Hugh Hefner made a life of it. Exactly. Nothing wrong with it. Turn 25, get out, new girlfriend. There's a difference between liking younger women and being a pedo. They're not the same thing. Exactly. I mean, Jared built an entire episode on it. Exactly. All right. Uh, I did say I love you. I'm just kidding. There's a reason reason why there's dirt on my hands. is because I had to unbury Adam because he was at Money in the Bank. So there is a very good reason why he's on the episode this week, not just because I threatened him with physical violence. So <laughs> let's talk about Money in the Bank. And the I'm in a pre show. <laughs> the Cruiserweight Championship was decided between Tony Nice and Arya Devari. Not on the pre show. Uh, yeah, I got moved, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, I, I did change the order because I don't care. Um, <laughs> Ginger, Adam, and Jason all picked Tony Nese to retain. Uh, me, Jeff, and Sal all didn't want to see Tony Nese's boring ass continue with the championship, but we were sadly disappointed. So, does anyone have anything to say about this match, or can we move on to the next one? Go to the next one. I'm sort of sloppy, about but this. yeah, nondescript, but sort of sloppy. I would just say the best part was the was Ari Davari coming out in a car that from where I was sitting I couldn't see, so all I could hear was the horn honking and wondering what the fuck was going on. <laughs> The match, itself, had, the match itself was garbage. Did you think he had one of those like toddler toys that's a steering wheel with a bell? I just one of these times. Maggie in the intro like, to The Simpsons. One of these times I just want to hear the beep, 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 and then somebody comes out and it's just like a fucking Honda Civic or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's somebody in an Uber. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of guys who drive Honda Civics, Brian, Daniel Bryan and Biodiesel took on the Usos in a non title match. Was he on a fit car or something? No. Wasn't that the rumor killer? You clearly don't actually listen to your own wife's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, of course, the Usos went over the tag champions. Uh, Jason was the only one that correctly predicted that WWE doesn't care about tag teams. No, it was... (laughs) Come on. First off, they beat them in the title match, and this was a non-title match. That was a fairly easy formula for me to guess, that one. I thought this was a title match, and that's why I picked Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. And I was very surprised on Sunday. It's like somebody doesn't listen to our episodes. <laughs> well, that's well documented. I'm like, a, <laughs> I'm like a week behind. That's fine. I'll get there. Uh, Have you listened to CM Punk on Colt Cabana's podcast yet? <laughs> no. I was going to say, notice how he didn't answer. <laughs> Pretty sure it got pulled anyway. Don't worry about yeah, it. probably. <laughs> the United States Championship was decided between Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio after Rey Mysterio destroyed Samoa Joe's nose. And, and Broadway, didn't pin, that shit. And didn't pin him. <laughs> yep. And uh, to be was fair, tall. he was working with a separated shoulder at the point. So <laughs> yeah. So Ray suffered a separated shoulder. Samoa Joe separated a Kevin Owens nose. And the finish of this match was pretty much 
Vince McMahon screaming the refs here, just called up him. Yeah. The ref going, he's not, he's not, they're, they're both standing up. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> just count to three. Ring the bell. Damn it. Uh, so, yeah, so Ray Mysterio becomes a Grand Slam champion by finally winning the United States <laughs> Championship. The coveted United States Championship. Yeah. All right. Covered in Brad Maddox's jizz. That's the NXT women's title. Oh, yes, sir. Sorry. And uh, probably the, the Divas Championship as well. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, probably. I missed this entire Adam? match. I missed the entire oh, match. Right. I was in line for the bathroom, and I missed the entire so, match. I do have a question. How did Ray separate his shoulder? I totally missed that. It must well, have been after the post-match beatdown. That's the only thing I can think of, because he looked fine during the match. Well, no, that's that's the reason they went home, wasn't it? That was one of the reasons besides no, Joe's. The reason, the reason they went home was because of the blood. Okay. Yeah, Joe was bleeding yeah. all over the place. I knew that yeah. was one of the reasons. I didn't know if both of them got fucked up. No, as as far as as far as I think I've seen, it was the, the post-match beatdown. That was scheduled. That, that was still part of the actual match. It just said there was more of a match before that, but yeah, apparently it was... The post match, and probably when Samojo threw him into the fucking barricade. Jesus. Um, broken nose, broken nose, six one. Okay. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka! I killed a guy. Anyways, uh, the, uh, <laughs> oh, and Dan- Daniel's on the same wavelength. Booyaka, booyaka! Broke Samoan's nose. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Nikki Cross, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Karshmela uh, competed in the Money in the Skank ladder match. Uh, uh, I chose Nikki. Ginger chose Bailey. He was one of being the only one correct. Adam chose Yay. Ember. Uh, Jeff Ginger chose got one. Sal and Jason both chose Mandy Rose. And Ginger honest, got a lot I, of them tonight. Like this didn't uh, this didn't go the way I expected. But I'm I'm actually really excited to see where Mandy goes with this briefcase because there's a couple <laughs> different things. Yeah, except for Mandy didn't win. <laughs> Sorry, brother, brother. That's not the way I saw it. <laughs> well, that's because so, you were staring at Mandy the whole time. It's called tunnel vision. <laughs> so my, no, it, it, was cool. it was a surprise for sure. And um, again, <sighs> lots of sloppiness in this one. Lots of sloppiness, including Mandy apparently really sort of injuring Carmella's knee in the course of the match. Um, the the spot early on where Nikki put the ladder over her head and then started spinning around, and nobody was there to actually hit with the ladder. And then they all rushed in to try to get hit with the ladder, and they <laughs> fell down without ever being anywhere close to getting hit with the ladder. Um, wasn't it? Wasn't a great luck. There, were, there was some definite uh, clunky moments in this thing. But at the end, I sort of loved uh, Sonya picking up Mandy and carrying her to the top. That was mm-hmm. that was a nice sort of different spot. Mr. And then, uh, yeah, and then Bailey just uh, sneaking up and grabbing the briefcase. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know why Sonya couldn't have just climbed up and grabbed it and tossed it down to. Mandy, that's what they did two years ago. Right. If they made that, then they would have had to redo the match. (laughs) Adam, did the crowd pop for Bailey winning? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not not like they would later. Yeah, I was going to say, more more so the second time, but we'll get to that. No, everybody's, I mean, it was was the opening, it was the opening contest of the, the, you know, the main show, the big show, so everybody was excited. Uh, so we had the Raw Women's Championship as Becky Lynch defended against Lacey Evans. Every single one of us knew Lacey Evans wasn't getting his title, and every single one of us knew that there wasn't going to be a cash-in. Uh, so I did not know that Lacey, Lacey, Reigns would make it, Lacey Evans would make it rain on her way down to the ring. Yes. 
don't really know what that was about. She went full like Lara Croft Tomb Raider there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind it. No, I'm mad at it. But <laughs> the hat wasn't the best look. Like, yeah. I do, I do, I do. I do need to go but back and watch the pay per view I mean, on the network at some point. Let's be real. The in ring is not good. Yikes. Um, I was going to say on both sides, the in ring wasn't good in this match. This, this was not a good week for Becky. This was not a good week at all for Lacey. This was not a good week for the women's revolution, evolution, whatever you want to call it. Um, we've talked a lot about how great the four horse women are, and they're all really good. And when they work together, it's sort of magic together. The problem is, you need to get outside those four and. I don't know who else is sort of at that level. And I think, I mean, Mandy, but other than that, I I don't, I don't know. I mean, honestly, and then I know Adam's going to roll his eyes at this one. I actually thought I was impressed with Dana Brooke in the money in the bank match. I thought she did better than I thought she would in that spot. She, she twice did a fucking crossbody off the top of a ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Gross, I think is definitely there talent wise, but they don't use her. So, yeah, uh, what Dana uh, did a spot where she hung on the briefcase and swung around the ladder. I mean, oh that, my god, that was insane. I'll give her credit for that, honestly. Yeah, that was at the uh, who did that? Was that Edge or D? No, that was, that uh, was Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Jeff. Jeff Hardy. That's right. Yep. Uh, you know, and uh, kudos to Dana Brooke. You know, she continues to try to make the best of her opportunities that she's given. Uh, obviously, largely considered to be just a placeholder in this match, wound up you know, <laughs> having some of the bigger spots. I was going to say largely considered by everyone in this chat room to end up being replaced in the match by the time the pay per view yes. came around. <laughs> no. But then we forgot that Sasha quit. All right, so uh, moving right along. Up on the side, just a second. Nikki was trying to help hit little Jimmy. He did a run in on Truth's behalf to help Carmella. Okay. Uh, Smathers said Amber can, uh, Amber can be added to the elite group. Fair point. Um, yeah. That eclipse off the. I mean, we knew it was yeah, coming. And Oscar, if Judge she was Jim. allowed the opportunity to. Oscar and Kyrie saying they both can go. I, you know the Kyrie thing. I'm not. I, I, he hates Asians. I still don't. I know. No, I love. I love Oscar as an in-ring performer. I'm just not sold on the Kyrie thing. But I still, I still. Uh, and then John said Sonya is really good if they wanted to build her. Fair point. Sure. Uh, so Elias beat the shit out of Roman Reigns. Proceeded to have an entire concert for the first time ever. And then Roman Reigns squashed <laughs> him. I uh, I got so, so I got so excited at this because I was like if they even if they give Elias like a victory via countout that would just be amazing and then they fucking didn't because fuck I'm everyone stupid. but I didn't I did enjoy his joke about uh, with the electric guitar saying usually he plays acoustic but uh, his his acoustic just had an accident in the back yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elias is another person where they could easily build this guy up and he could be something special but they're like nope lol. Yeah. His line after his performance when he was like, I love none of you. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we get guy, of course we get the ahead. song that ends in the local sports reference. Yeah. That's Elias's milieu right now. Yeah. This is this is a guy that was literally like told, Hey, uh, you're gonna go out there and you're going to play guitar and sing. And then he had to go out there like 10 minutes later and play the guitar and sing the first time that he did it. So it's a, he's continues to hit everything out of the park that he does and they just don't fucking do anything with it. And he's destined to eventually become like Bray Wyatt was before this new transformation where nobody gives a shit about him. And it's just because they won't fucking use him. They, 
he's never in a sustained fucking feud. And even this Roman Reigns one, he's done with it now. So, yeah. and the the part that's aggravating when him and Dean had that match, I think it was Elias's first match on Raw. That match was really fucking good, and I was like, okay, awesome. And then just right down the fucking gutter with him. It's really disappointing. <clears throat> I know he's not the most polished, uh, you know, in-ring guy, but he's he's got size, he's got some speed, he's gotten better. I, I know, I, but, but that doesn't matter. Right, you know it doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter how good you are yeah. in the ring. But he's over. I that's know, and that's and that's what that's what that's what bugs me is the fact that he's got everything that Vince normally pushes in a guy. He's over with the crowd. He's got a good look to him. He's he's great on the fucking mic and everything like that, and they still don't do anything with them. So you know. And and normally you would sit there and go, well, they're really good fucking in ring. Well, yeah, Cesaro's really fucking good in ring, but he can't fucking talk. So, <laughs> but Elias can talk, and he can actually go in the ring. Not great, but you know what? Stone Cold wasn't a fucking five star match every time either. But it was kick a punch, one. kick punch. Yep. <laughs> all right. That was yeah, so then we had the steel cage match with the Miz and Shane McMahon. Uh, all of us thought that the Miz was going to get the win because he should have, uh, but instead Shane McMahon. Like uh, like the shit coming out of Ginger's ass, squeaked one out <laughs> and, and hit the floor. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so and then you would think this is the death of this fucking feud, but then the Miz and Shane had a little incident again on Raw. So you know, we just don't know how to build anything anymore. Best in the world, putting over putting over those talent. That's for sure. Yeah, Adam, how much? How how many rows down were you able to throw your popcorn after this match? <laughs> the match the match itself was all right. There were some questionable rope breaks and non rope breaks that, that, that uh, people were a little bit confused by. But yeah, the 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 Shane winning was not something that needed to happen, and I think a lot of people were shocked and upset by that. Also, I think Jason's fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> No, he has he he is holding in his vitriol for later. He only he only has he only has a tank so full of hatred, and he doesn't feel the need to to waste any of it on these matches that suck. <laughs> so then we. No, have I, mean, the, I, I mean, I honestly, I, I I feel like I'm not that upset. Shane McMahon won the match. I just I'm not fired up about it. Yeah. Uh the match was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, I thought well, you could find Shane to a ring and you force him to not be able to do it there were some rough spots in there for sure um the worst frog splash perhaps the frog splish i think is what i call it he just needs uh, to not do that move in his repertoire anymore yeah that was awful um but honestly i i, I feel like let's look at it this way had the miz gone through and actually won this match what's left for the miz that character's now avenged his dad. Now he goes back to being that uh, sort of mediocre face that nobody cares about in a pro- in the middle of a program nobody cares about. This by having Shane McMahon win, you mm-hmm. sort of keep some of the heat on the Miz at, during his face turn. Yeah, and I I didn't hate the finish. The finish I thought was clever as hell for for that character that they're having Shane play. I just yeah, I mean I see I see your point, but I, I along with most people, I don't think Shane should have won, but. But I, I guess so, so. Here's the thing: we can build off of Shane winning and go somewhere else. Where do we go if the Miz wins? Well, the problem is we build Shane. I mean, I think that's what we get here is because Shane's, Shane's moving on to Roman. To be Shane, honest, well, Shane's moving on to Roman to an extent, but he's still got the Miz hovering around him. I guess we'll see where it goes. 
Uh, and we we sort of saw where it went. Miz went after him again on Raw. Like, <laughs> I know, but if but if Miz and him have no other interaction other than that, then it went nowhere and it was pointless. They wouldn't have had that interaction on Monday if they weren't going to ever go anywhere again. Sure. <laughs> yes, because now. if there's one thing I can tell you, Wild it's that card. Vince is going to find a way to fucking put Shane on the show. <laughs> That's a good point. I had an epiphany. Uh, David... <laughs> John says Elias is doing it all through character stuff, not much to speak of in ring. Uh, Daniel says they're squandering Elias like they squandered Sandow's intellectual savior of the masses gimmick. Maybe. Uh, Fenric says, uh, I feel like there's a ceiling to the gimmick as it's presently constructed. I assume he's talking about Elias. Uh, John says, we definitely needed another dumb finish where Shane stumbles into a victory. (laughs) Uh, Daniel, Shane went over the Miz twice cleanly. He didn't need it. Uh, John, I think I need a sarcasm font. (laughs) Uh, Daniel, I don't even like The Miz, and that's just bad booking, but it's not. See, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Dan says, true, but what's the point of a rubber match if Shane's already won two matches? Have you watched WWE? You can lose seven matches in a row, and then you win the championship one or whatever, and it fucking all goes away. Um, Ideally, we move on from Shane as a top heel. I agree with that. I don't think Shane should be the top heel, but... Right. And that's what he is right now. Exactly. So we decided that we didn't want to have any cash-ins for the men's side of things because we had the two championship matches before Money in the Bank. Uh, so let's start off with the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston successfully defended against Kevin Owens. Every single one of us chose Kevin, uh, Kofi Kingston winning it. Every single one of us said there was going to not be a cash-in, which was good because there was no possible way that that was going to happen. <laughs> Well, no, um, that's not true. How is that not true? Huh? How is it? How is it not true? Because the Money in the Bank winner could have then demanded the champion come out and face them. Now it's any time, any place, anywhere. There wouldn't be a cash in during the match. Doesn't mean there wouldn't be one on the show. <laughs> so the Universal Championship is Styles. Uh, myself, Ginger, Sal, Jason, all chose Seth Rollins. Uh, Jeff and Adam incorrectly chose AJ Styles. Um, hey, uh, Adam, bigger pop, Kofi or Seth for the win? Oh, Seth, for sure. That really that Seth that was a, a fantastic Seth, fucking match. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Seth that AJ match, match was fucking amazing. That was fucking great. Here's so, my question. Here's the here's the takeaway for this match for me. Better spot, Orton. Uh, the RKO off the curb stomp or the Styles Clash off the curb stomp? Oh, the Styles Clash oh. off the curb yeah. stomp. Yeah. That it's amazing. tough, though. The Styles That's Clash really is tough. It is. The margin for error on the Styles Clash one is so much higher. Yeah. Yes. So much more. It has to be so much more precise to pull it off. That I, I'd go with that one, but they were both spectacular. That was that well, entire match. That's what see, and this is what pisses you off about WWE is because this is what you want to see on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and they repeatedly show you every now and then that they're capable of fucking giving it to you. They just choose fucking not to. Yeah. Yeah. To that point, how come this was one of the few that actually lived up to the hype? Like you go back to you know Nakamura and AJ because Nakamura doesn't give a shit. Well, they're not just Nakamura. <laughs> oh, I think that's true. I think Nakamura gave a shit in the main event of WrestleMania. Right. Exactly. And and not just Nakamura. This happens all the time where we have like two guys that were like, oh, this is going to be a great fucking match. 
and it ends up being like okay, but this was finally a great fucking match. But to, see, this is what we talked about a little bit last week, Sal. Is you were all upset that they they hadn't sort of gone full bore with overdosing us with Styles and and Rollins. And my point was good to keep a little mystery to it, keep them apart, keep them separated. And I think that does play a role in why we were so amped to see it because we hadn't seen them together in each other's face. Like it hadn't been so constantly in our faces the entire time during the lead up. It was very subtle and sort of dropped here and there. So I, I, I honestly think that helped add to the match. So the women. Did I say something wrong? No, no. I was waiting for someone else to jump in and talk, but nobody else wanted to say anything. Nobody else liked that match? Okay. No, Adam said it was great. I think we all said the match was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was was a fucking amazing match. Becky Lynch defended her SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte. And Jason and Adam incorrectly picked that Becky two belts was going to continue. Sal, myself, and Jeff picked Charlotte. Guess who didn't make a pick? Ginger. Ginger. <laughs> what you got, I thought Ginger? I did on this one. I fucking... Obviously, I didn't. Me and Ginger both correctly predicted that there was going to be a cash-in on this one. The rest of, of you guys all said no. Uh, so after Charlotte wins her, what, 11th fucking championship at this nine. point? It's, uh, ninth, it's ninth or tenth. If you, I, think, I think we checked she Wikipedia. If you, if you include the MXT title, it's, it's, nine, it's ten. But. No, we, but we don't include Okay, the so then it's nine. I enjoy, that Ginger, I enjoy that Ginger guessed that there would be a cash-in, but didn't actually pick a winner for the match. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Gonna be a well, I was so torn because if, if Becky stayed the champ, then Bailey would have gone heel. And it, it was just, it was going back and forth yeah. between who was going to win the money in the bank and then who was going to win that match to cash in on. Yeah. It was back yeah, and forth. It, you I go back, you. if Mandy had won the case. Well, because I thought, Charlotte. originally yeah. I had Emma Moon. <laughs> well, and then could... I ended up switching it to Bailey. And then I just yeah. forgot to fucking pick the winner of this match. Right. Shit so happens. You, so you would have chose Charlotte to win, correct? No, you, I thought I, I, I honest no no I was I would have picked Becky Lynch. Okay, I was I was just questioning because yeah, so me and you tied for yeah. who had the most points and you didn't pick this match. So. <laughs> I and I would have been wrong anyway. Okay, if well, I picked that's, Becky, that's, that's where I was getting at. Okay. Uh, so so can I can I just say this was like the biggest fucking cock tease of the entire show because when this match started. They started getting into it, and I'm like, this is actually going to be a fantastic match. These two are going to deliver another fucking amazing match. And then it was just, like, fucking over before I knew what yeah, happened. Yeah. It, it seemed like they cut it abruptly. I don't know if it was for time or because they had... Like, I would have much rather they had a long, nice long match with all, without all the post-match bullshit and done a cash-in at another spot. But at the same time with that, I mean, how long can Becky go against a fresh Charlotte where she just had a match? You especially, can't go a super long time, especially when Lacey punches in. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. never heard of Iron Man matches? <laughs> yeah, say, not even that. Well, no, 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 I, I understand that. She just won like, the fucking Royal Rumble on a bad knee, dude. Yeah, I understand that, but she just had what a ten-minute match with Lacey, and then Charlotte comes out fresh. It's not going to make sense. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa
Daniel Bryan won two matches on his way to winning the WWE Championship. But not that fast. Chris Jericho defeated The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night to become the undisputed World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, and they they also took about 50 powders in that match. Wait, wait, guys, guys, guys. I got. How many times have we had gauntlet matches where I was going to say, Kofi and Seth in gauntlet matches, they literally got beat down for like 35 minutes, and then another guy (laughs) came in right after that. Maybe they just don't trust the females to do it. Probably not, because bitches be crazy. If there's two that they can trust to do it, it's Becky and Charlotte because I've fucking <laughs> seen it. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing. Yeah. I'm just stating that I don't think they trusted them to be able to pull it off. That's all. I don't agree with that. I, I just think that they ran out of time. Mm-hmm. I just think that they that they that the show was going to fucking run more long if they gave us more of a match, and I think that was it. I, Plus, I like how I very accurately predicted exactly how this was going to go, and then all of a sudden Bailey came out, and I was like, "Fuck, I fucked it up." Uh, <laughs> I, I, mean, I like it was the a way... great moment. Well, originally was that was what I I think I said that months ago that that was what I thought would happen at this event, but once we got the wild card shit and people were allowed to sort of cross, then it didn't make. You didn't have that same urgency to take the belt off of Becky because she could go right. between both shows anyway. That was the only reason I changed that pick. Yeah. Adam has something to say. I, just, I was just saying I like the way that they that they did this because as we were going through the show on Sunday, I I thought that they were going to open with Becky and Lacey just to get out of the way. And as the show kept going on, I kept going, "Are they going to do? They're going to do it back to back. They're going to are they going to do it back to back?" And I just uh, the with Charlotte coming out like immediately after Lacey's match uh, was over, and then you know Lacey interfering as well to kind of keep that going, I guess, and then and then the cash in after Charlotte. Other than it just being a cheap way to pad Charlotte's title reign numbers, I, I enjoyed the hell out of all of it. And, and can I give a little bit of credit to Charlotte too, because her facial expressions as oh she was walking down, God. fantastic. The whole all right, come on, let's go. It's time. <laughs> like Becky being surprised, it was time for that match, and Charlotte sort of pulling another favor with the McMahons to get in at that opportune moment. I thought it was really done well in that regard. Yeah. Well, speaking of done well, Bailey's facial reactions when she looked at the case and yes. then looked at oh, that was great. That was yeah. fucking ba- awesome. Bailey did. Bailey. <laughs> And and I, I don't mean to pick on you, Sal, but we, we have those conversations about people are ruined, you can't bring them back, and and I always say it's so easy in this world to rehabilitate someone. They turned Bailey back into a star in one fucking five minute thing. Yeah, no, you're right. It, I think it gets more frustrating though because then they choose not to with certain people, you know. But oh no, yeah. that's true. Yeah, absolutely. But any any time at anybody, nobody's ever actually ruined in this world. If they decide to put focus on them, they can build anybody if they do it in the right way. Bailey, this was done the right way. Bailey didn't need like a long term build, like the underdog. He, the, the sort of the fact that she got the shocking win, I think, actually aided her because it didn't allow fans time to even think about a story. It just but allowed it, them to react emotionally. And that's what Bailey sort of lives on is the emotional reaction that she gets. But it did get one, give one of them time enough to grab her titty. That's true. Oh, <laughs> Not sure how many people saw that on the broadcast. Oh, yeah. A whole lot Bailey of people saw it on Twitter, though. When Bailey went out to the crowd to celebrate, she, I think she was standing on someone's chair, and some dude just full-on tried to grab her titty. Ah. <sighs> Right up, side Can't say I blame them, uh, but I, they, they are nice. Come on, and it wasn't, and it, it wasn't a small child like grab Natalia's did though. No, 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 yeah, exactly. Mm. No, this is like somebody our age. And that kid, that little kid that grabbed Alexa's ass, will live on. <laughs> <Yeah. in. laughs> yes. 
Lucky prick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So overall, uh, to me, like the the cashing was was easily the highlight of this entire show. Um, well, that, well, that uh, reaction, that reaction made the entire show. And I wasn't a fan of the cashing in the same night thing, especially not a second year in a row. Um, especially I think that's why it was such a shock to me. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. Um, and that's why I picked there wouldn't be a cash in right. this year. I, I, right. If there's any chance they would do it two years in a row. Same. Um, but, and again, 100%, they were right, I was wrong, this was perfect. This was exactly what should have happened, yep. without a doubt. I think I tweeted something very close to that effect at the time. Yeah, and, and the crowd... You know, this this reminded me a lot of if some of you guys remember after Bailey finally won the title from Sasha in, in Brooklyn, the first tapings in NXT when they count Bailey did the intro and she ran out and she celebrated with the fans mm-hmm. and it was just this mm-hmm. genuine moment of love and appreciation for this character and this is a character that it's easy to forget when they were in London two weeks ago she got fucking booed yeah. loudly yeah yeah and and in one night. The, t- the entire crowd just completely re-embraced her again and said, we fucking love this character. And hats off to them. They fucking did it. I didn't think they would. So the men's Money in the Bank ladder match took place as Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, Russian spy Randy Orton, and Sami Zayn <laughs> competed. <laughs> Sami Zayn was taken out by, we all know it was Braun Strowman. Uh, And there was not a new person announced for this match. Uh, So as the match went on, Ali went to the top to become the new Money in the Bank winner. And Brock Lesnar's music hit. And apparently that is more devastating than a fucking uh, Samoan drop. Because Ali completely froze. Brock Lesnar runs in, proceeds to throw a ladder into a cameraman. (laughs) Throw... Throw Ali off the ladder and then grab the brief. To Brock's credit, uh, he actually did run this time. True. Uh, so, yeah, so Brock Lesnar is the new Money in the Bank winner. Um, I chose Sammy, who wound up not being in the match. Jason yeah. chose Sammy, who wasn't in the match. Uh, Sasha I actually chose Andrade. Brock Lesnar. <clears throat> no, you didn't. Uh, Jeff chose Andrade. Uh, Adam chose Drew McIntyre. Ginger chose Drew McIntyre. So, um, for me, did anyone else notice the moment when Andrade saved Ali from dying? Yeah, when he locked the ladder for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we can that. we get a, a moment of silence or perhaps a ten bell salute for Finn Balor's spine? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. So Andrade, I, I had, when that move happened, that sunset flip power bomb onto uh, the ladder. When that happened, I was standing in my hallway with much the same face that Sal has frozen on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> like, and I literally stood there for like five minutes. Like, yeah. I I didn't just really see that fucking thing I just saw, right? Yeah. Like, holy shit. The like, same. How is that guy not fucking dead? I was and, the, and that's exactly the, bounce, the same way. Bounce yeah. made it even worse. Like, uh, to make things even worse than that, you know, Andrade landed like crotch first on the ladder when he went down, right? Well, yeah. That's fucking Charlotte's problem, not ours. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Finn, Finn, oh man, what was the crowd reaction like for that? This, it was shock and awe. It was, it was <laughs> intense. Like, I did the exact same thing. I just turned to uh, Sean. 
I was going to say, I was debating between Sean and Henry. We'll go with Sean. And I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, you don't have to play that gimmick up. Everyone knows that, that former co-host Sean <laughs> is fucking Raccoon Reigns and Henry Huge Pecks, the suplex-throwing human dumpster. Pro- Everyone knows that. He, sounds, he doesn't change his fucking voice ever. Pro Wrestling Podcast Secrets finally revealed. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, and then what was it like? Five minutes later, he gets like, was a choke slammed on the on the side yeah, of that ladder that was like open. Corbin. Jesus, with the, with the ladder like on its side, like not yeah. close, not yeah. like yeah. thing on its on side. side. Yeah, no fucking give at all. Ugh. Ugh. And then I feel like there was one more bump that it took because I remember there was three. Did he take like a swanton or a senton while his back was across the ladder or something? Yeah, like, yeah, what, something. like why? Good lord, let other people Because, Ginger, shits. he is the because ordinary Randy man who does extraordinary match, things. That shit wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like how Randy Orton styled the match, by the way, by just throwing everybody through the announce table? Loves it. <laughs> That's like his thing. I, I yeah. his thing. Thankfully, none of them were as light as either of the Singh brothers. <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah. And then, and then he just went and took a nap outside. I know, like... He, he what did one RKO to McIntyre? Oh no, it was McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And eh, McIntyre could have laid out, but he he double need it. And so I understand the, the desire <clears throat> to have some more name recognition in the match, and to have like, but you can't tell me that. Alistair Black doesn't put on a better performance in this match. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What's the point of having Randy Orton in this match if that's the level of performance you're going to get? <laughs> yeah. Like, no joke, it took like two bumps in the entire fucking match. Mm-hmm. What is the point of being there? Payday. For him, R- yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I'm exactly. Thinking, I was thinking point. RKO. <laughs> that's about it. I didn't really fucking do it. Like, it wasn't yeah. like a great fucking epic RKO off a ladder. None of that shit. It was. So, what is Alistair's issue? Oh, he's hurt. I don't know what. I think his knee, I but... I haven't so, heard anything of an injury, but... Maybe, maybe I, I that's did. why Randy was in there. Might have been originally supposed to be Alistair, and they just so said, let's fuck. Take fucking, why, let's take fucking him out of it. Why take Sammy out, then? Put Sammy in instead of him, and you could still get the Brock Lesnar spot. Have Lesnar take Orton out. There are a million and one people you could put in there. If you've seen fucking... El Generico in his ladder war matches. Sammy can do some incredible shit in a ladder match. Oh, yeah. True. Or, or even that one at WrestleMania with Owens that, that was right. in it for the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. Um, there, there's no reason to put a less than what it could be match out there in that spot. And I think by putting right. Orton in there to do what he did, you gave the fans a less than you could have match. Yeah, well, well, they, you they, did, they did that by putting Brock Lesnar in the finish, anyways. But. Well, uh, yeah, the crowd. Sure. I mean, let's be real. I, that was a shitty way to finish the match, yeah. obviously. Hartford, I, I Hartford wanted Bray Wyatt. Like, more than anything at all that night, Hartford well, yeah, wanted Bray Wyatt. I, in, in a way, I'm glad it wasn't Bray Wyatt. Right, I don't want right. them to rush through this process with Bray Wyatt. I, I, I want this character to breathe and develop. I don't want him immediately thrust into the world championship picture. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see that. But I can give you half a dozen people who would have been better in that spot than Randy Orton. I can give you half a dozen people that would have made more compelling 
case holders than Brock Lesnar. If you really fucking badly wanted to give Brock Lesnar a rematch at Blood Money in the Sand, you can do it without the goddamn Money in the Bank case. Put it on fucking Andrade. Put it on Sami Zayn. Let them fucking run with it. Not cash it in right away. Use it to build a new fucking superstar and better off your overall company and still get the fucking Lesnar match you want. It's a waste. That's why I picked Drew. Like what? When? When has Brock? Drew doesn't even need the case. Drew's yeah. already at that level. You could have mm-hmm. taken a guy who's not at that level and put him at that level. Mm-hmm. Ali could have been great with the case. Sure. Anybody in this match except Lesnar? I said and draw earlier, but anybody except Lesnar and fucking Orton yeah. could have. When and, and probably Drew could have done wonders for their career with that case. Yeah. And, and when... you still could have. That's the thing that drives me nuts. If there was no other way to get. To, to Lesnar. Okay, fine. There are a million one stories yeah. you could tell to get Lesnar a rematch for that time. At, at what point in in this version of Brock Lesnar has he ever needed a gimmick to get a title match? Right. He doesn't but, even have to wrestle. You put him in a ring with six other guys, say it's a number one contender match for Blood Money in the Sand. They all say, I don't want to fucking go to Saudi Arabia. He wins! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, geez, They, they all guilt point. him at the fuck out of there. Jason, to your point, they did not need to give Brock the case. He can get a world title match whenever he fucking feels like it. Let's not be honest. To my point, that was my point. <laughs> but, 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 um, obviously, and that's not a direct reaction. When when Lesnar came out, when Lesnar's music hit, that was the probably second biggest reaction of the night. And I'm not defending them. Trust me. But I think that's what he hears. That's what Vince hears, is he hears things like that. He hears that reaction when Lesnar's music hits. Uh, Daniel, alternate working title for Arabia show. We take a Hedda and Jetta. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Okay. And, then, uh, and to that point, Adam, was there much of a reaction when, when Ali was, was climbing the ladder to get the case? Were people... Really excited because it didn't come off that way on TV. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I heard, you know, you hear the noises of people going, well, shit, is this it? And then fucking, you know, that the the paralytic uh, Brock Lesnar music hits. Yeah, I don't, just sitting there. And then, and then getting hurt. But what are you going to do? It's not like no. he's paid millions of fucking dollars to do fucking nothing. I've already said my piece. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, thoughts on the show as a whole as a live fan? I always, I, I, I've said it before. I, I always feel biased rating things as someone who is in attendance because it's always a more, it's, it's always a better experience when you're there as opposed to just watching on TV. But I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the the whole show, uh, save for the very, very end. But <laughs> um, yeah, so. Like I said, worst match of the night was uh, probably the Cruiserweight title match I, that I saw. Again, I missed the United States Championship match completely. But um, it's it's always a fun time. And, and I think the crowd was, was really good. I don't think the crowd was really that dead for, for much of it other than the Cruiserweight title match So that I could, that I could notice. So. Fair enough. Anyone else have anything to say about money and skank before we move on? Um, so, question, guys. Uh, who who tied for first, again? Me and you. Suck it. 
bitches. <laughs> who was the only person to not have eight or more correct? Adam. Which, by the way, of the of the fifteen uh, opportunities for points here, Adam got seven. The rest of you got eight. Me and Ginger got nine. That's a predictable show. That's not mm-hmm. great. And that's the type of shit we never get with the NXT predictions. Right. Yeah. There was, I mean, obviously the, you know, certain things like the money in the bank kind of things for loot because there was a couple of different people on it. But most of the singles matches we all had, at least yeah. most of us had correctly on things. So Some of us picked but, AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've said before that predictable doesn't always mean bad. No, no, and I, honestly, right up until the finish, I thought this was a really good show. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, I, I, I was, I was fully on board. I think the Bailey thing carried me through a lot of stuff I wouldn't have otherwise been happy with. Um, I did constantly say, "What the fuck is going on tonight with all the botches and sloppy shit?" Um, but, but overall, I, I was actually happy with the show right up until the end. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if I go back and watch, you know, the actual pay per view feed of it on the network, they'll, we'll see a bunch more stuff, but. From where I was being there, you know, it's, it's it's always a good time. That's it. My opinion is suspect because once Mandy Rose didn't win, I threw shit through <laughs> my TV. So, did you hear that? He finally, uh, he finally admitted that she didn't win. Yeah. So we move on from Mandy Rose's perfect ass to a little something that we call the perfect ten. A ten. A ten. A fucking ten. And we're going to start off with the Micker, <laughs> as Mick Foley came out. Right at the top of the third hour of Raw to announce a brand new championship. During his speech, he then proceeded to show off half of the championship belt. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else caught that, that it was coming out of the, the cloth that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, at least he got it out of the cloth. The guy who did it for uh, AEW couldn't even fucking get it out of the bag. So. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, apparently, apparently that the, the, the title got a little revealed uh, when he was back in the garage, too, because somebody, when he was coming in, because somebody tweeted, there was a slip, it's, it's green, I can see that it's green. Yeah. Well, that I, was, just thought, I, I just thought it was the Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, exactly. I think it was, uh, it might have been hepatitis that slapped him on the shoulder, and I think that's when that, that happened. But yeah, once once he got in the ring and started getting really excited, he just completely lost track of how covered up the belt should have been. Uh, but... He proceeded to say that uh, Raw's third hour needed a, a new facelift. So instantly we're just like, how can it be a 24-7 championship if it's only in Raw's third hour? Yeah, okay. that, that puzzled me. No, it's yeah, the, uh, that's not true. There was two separate <laughs> things that he sort of put together. Right. Yeah, but it, it felt weird to, to mention at that point. So. Yeah, appa- well, apparently uh, the, the facelift for Raw's third hour is just turning all the fucking lights off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, he introduces the 24-7 championship, which is like the hardcore championship, but obviously they can't say hardcore anymore. Um, this so, is that page video. That's right. Uh, so I was going to say, so cute, me, cute Jason showing porn. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I didn't have... on YouTube now. Although we're frozen, I probably couldn't get away with it. <laughs> hey, Troy's showed porn on YouTube before. That's true. Uh, so, so the 24-7 championship, I think, is, is a really good idea. Um we're doing a show. Shut up. Um, no, I'm just reading and, on the side. Daniel said, okay. "Frozen Sal is thinking, do I want a six inch or a foot long?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the the championship belt doesn't look great. No. Um, but the idea is there, and the idea is what I like. Yeah. Uh, so the way that they started this thing was mix <laughs> like I'm just going to chuck this in the middle of the ring, and then whoever manages to grab it first becomes the first champion. It wasn't even like. Whoever pins somebody else first is the first champion, which was a little odd. 
Um, now Mick Foley has actually come out and said that he completely fucking punt kicked this promo and did a shit job on it. I agree. He did a shit job on this promo. Uh, he was all over the fucking place. Made little sense. Um, but then just the execution of throwing the championship belt on the ground, I thought was really <laughs> fucking strange. Like, that's, there you go. That's how we're, that's how we're going to start this off. Uh, well, so can, it, can we, can we just appreciate the brilliance of the fact that Vince McMahon started the legacy of the 24 seven championship, the same way he used to start football games in the XFL. <laughs> Just put it in the middle and let him scramble for it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> he still can't let go of that shit. Oh, it's coming back, man. Uh, so yeah, so this, this proceeded to bring down uh, Raw's undercard and uh, they, they proceeded to kick the shit out of each other. At one point in time, we had both members of the good brothers holding under the belt simultaneously. So I'm not sure why they weren't dual champions at that point in time. Uh, we had Drake Maverick out there, and he almost got it. But finally, it was Hepatitis who wound up grabbing the championship belt. They rang the bell and said he is the inaugural champion. Can I just say this is a major fucking plot hole? Because if Drake Maverick had just pissed on that thing, nobody would have <laughs> wanted to touch it. He would have had an easy route to being the champion. That's true. Uh, so Titus proceeds to try to run away. And then Robert Roode hits him from behind, winds up pinning him, grabbing the championship belt, and hightailing it out of there. Uh, so that the rest of the show, we kept having... Bobby hide behind things and everything like that. Just exactly what I expected from the 24-7 championship. This is what this is a chance to give some of these guys that don't normally get TV time something to do. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I kind of fucking like it. Like <laughs> I, I shouldn't like it, but I kind of do for a yeah. couple reasons. What once you just said? It gives these guys a lot of fucking a, a lot of guys. I mean, Titus O'Neil's been a fucking singles champion now. We can cross that shit off the list. Okay, <laughs> you finally have a championship where the first champion was black. We can cross that shit off the list too. Um, we've gotten to see we get to see a lot more different sections of the arena. It's visually different and interesting, which yeah. is always something. If you listen to the show, I'm in favor of. Um, and there's nothing wrong with a little fucking comic relief on the show, as yeah. long as it's done well. And this was to me sort of done in a way that I chuckled at it, sure. whether you want to chuckle at it or not, you do. Cause it's sort of funny. And I love the fact that somebody on, on Reddit pointed out if Brock Lesnar wins this belt, he'll be the youngest WWE champion <laughs> and the youngest 24 seven champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is very true, yeah. Uh, because yeah, hepatitis is twenty-two or forty-two. Bobby Roode is forty-two, I think, or forty-one or something. Anyways, um, have they have they acknowledged little Jimmy's title reign yet? No. Uh, so at the, the the other thing that I saw was some people were shitting on the fact that Bobby Roode passes by Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin, and neither one of them proceed to try to kick the shit out of him and take the title <laughs> from him. Kind of. They're like, to values, it's like, no, it's fine. They have a match coming up later. They don't have a referee with them. Yeah, exactly. Like, there was no referee fucking, there. Fine. Yeah, just enjoy it for yeah. once, you know? I, um, so at the end of the night, because well, I'm, I'm going to get to it, then you can kind of say what you want to say. Um, at the end of the night, R-Truth tried to help Robert Roode get out of the arena. Uh, Roode opens up the door of the car, and there's a referee sitting in there. <laughs> he comes out. Uh, Truth knocks knocks out about Robert Roode, pins him, grabs a championship, and hightails it out of there. Yeah. So can I ask a question now? Yes. Just from a logic standpoint, mm-hmm. how did our truth know to come to Raw since he's a SmackDown guy and we didn't know there would be a twenty four seven championship until Mick Foley announced it? No, we this knew is, we knew there would be a new championship. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's why he was outside <laughs> and not in the building. Right. But he was packing his shit into the car, so he had already been in the building with his shit in the building. 
and then decided to take his shit and bring it to the car. Right, because this because he was laying a trap for Robert Roode. But for a trap for what? He didn't know this championship was going to be there. Why would he lay a trap for a guy? Because the inside word, brother. It was forty. It was forty-five minutes ago. They announced the championship. You think he can't come up with a plan, grab a referee, and load his shit into a trunk in forty-five minutes? I'm not sure our truth can figure out how to take a piss in forty-five minutes. <laughs> he, uh, this this is the guy on on Twitter that thinks he's the European champion, by the way. But yeah, awesome. Like, he, and that's the thing. Our truth probably shows up to both shows, not knowing which one he's right. actually assigned to. It, it's completely within his character to to show up and have been uh, in that's... the back. And somebody be like, dude, you're on the wrong show. And him being like, my bad. Walk away and then see our, see Robert Roode come up to him with a belt and go, I'm going to take that belt. You're you're asking for way too much. In, you're, 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 you're nitpicking here yeah. way too much. Yeah, I'm nitpicking to that somebody came up with a plan for a championship on a show that they weren't on. Yeah, that's... Sure. <laughs> There is a million different things that make zero fucking sense. <laughs> this is what you. Why did Carmella steal the fucking belt? She that was that was my thought. Now, that that is yes, big, that I agree. That with. was my that was my big takeaway from SmackDown because it is an intergender title, right? Yeah. As um, as we know they I said guess. anybody at any time, right? Yes, because um on Snapchat Bailey tried to take it from him. <laughs> right. So so yes, that that would seem to say that it is an intergender title. Are we gonna have sock puppets? Stealing the belt like Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae did. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with with fucking uh, what was it Pepper coming up back from fucking the dead and oh, <laughs> Al Snow's dog. Did he do like in burger yes. form at this point? I'm okay with the blue fist coming was, back too. It was a, it was a, a <laughs> I thought it was it was a soup, wasn't it? I don't think he made him in a burger, did he? It was pepper steak. Is what it was. Oh, it's pepper steak. steak yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm fine with them like burying the pepper steak in Pet Cemetery and it coming back being an angry. <laughs> oh snake. my god! And then it pinning our truth. Ladies and gentlemen, your next 24 seven champion, Big Show's dad. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I, uh, sorry, go ahead, Sal. No, I was gonna say, okay, the belt is pretty ugly, and the fact that it has a big 24 seven logo on it, like a store 24 is pretty horrendous but the concept's great i mean it's silly it's hokey and it's got a bunch of undercard people but i think it's actually fun and um i'm interested to see where it goes from here because are they going to keep this shit going for a few months or are they actually going to run with well, this shit all right, like, all right. Yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna the, actually the I'm, gonna, part I'm gonna stop you i'm gonna stop everyone right there here's the issue that we continue to have as wrestling fans we don't live in the moment Let's yep. stop worrying about what mm-hmm. happens in a month from now or two months from now because it's ruining our enjoyment of this here and right now. Mm-hmm. This was an entertaining moment on Raw and SmackDown. Let's just have fun with the entertainment. Let's have fun with the next time we see it. Let's stop worrying about where it's going to be in a couple months down the line. I don't like that Chad Gable was in with the nerds chasing after this title. That's one thing that I wasn't a fan of. That's fine. You can go ahead and say that. But you I know what? D- he got that terrible fucking haircut and he belongs there. <laughs> I did, however, enjoy the the big crowd going past, and then maybe twelve feet later, Drake Maverick going past. <laughs> By the way, kudos to Drake Maverick. The on wanted this posters week. were fucking great. Yeah, the wanted poster. He was handing out wanted posters before SmackDown as well. <laughs> oh, Drake Maverick's making this thing. All until Elias wins this thing. <laughs> It'll happen eventually. And yeah. this, so, this, the, yeah. this is the other thing too with it is. Um, I was a little surprised that R-Truth made it through SmackDown. Yeah, with me too. Right? Yeah. too. 
Yeah, so I, I, I agree with basically everything that's been said so far. I, I enjoy the concept of it. I think it has potential. The, pre, the, the original, the initial presentation it was pretty garbage. Uh, I think my favorite comment on Twitter was that it looks like a belt someone created in WWE 2K19. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, the, yeah, somebody took Cindy Lauper's gold record, stuck it on a leather strap, and now it's the 24-7 <laughs> championship. But... Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I am looking forward to, to seeing what happens here. It's the, it's the hardcore title without the, the hardcore. So. Yeah, and without, obviously, so far, any weapons. Right. So, um, but we'll all, that, all that scene needed with Bobby Roode uh, and, and <laughs> Lashley and Gable and, uh, sorry, Corbin, all that needed when everybody ran off was yakety sacks. There, there's your spot for Monday is that our truths walking around the back, somebody hits him with a chair and gets disqualified in the 24th. <laughs> Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I just thought of something. If it's not Drake hardcore. Maverick, if Drake Maverick surprises R-Truth on Raw and takes that title, and people chase after him, will he just piss himself? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, just that, I just hope that at some point they're in Philadelphia and R-Truth is sitting in the back on top of one of those cases and Charlie Day pops up from behind and goes, Wild card, bitches! And <laughs> Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, things that they can do with this, um, but if nobody we do watches have... Sonny, they don't get that. Joke, so. I, I got it. Um, <laughs> so now we have our truth as the longest reigning twenty four seven champion, <laughs> um, with with at this point like ten times the length of yeah. uh, the other two combined. Um, we also have our truth being the first person to win the hardcore and the twenty four seven championship, uh, which I appreciated. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got more black people winning the championship than white people so far. So there's well, was, another one. The one thing that stuck out to me uh, from Mick Foley's awful promo um, was the fact that he specifically mentioned that it could be anyone from any show, from any roster or legends coming back. Yeah. Which, which means we're definitely going to get Ron Simmons as champion. In some <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Hulk Hogan's winning that bitch in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and also, until yeah. until I saw Truth actually wearing the title on SmackDown, I was 98% sure that it did not come apart, that it was sewn together in the back and was just a loop. <laughs> but, by the way, what I know we normally shit on our truth but he has been doing wonders with this belt so far. He buckles the thing into the passenger seat of his rental car <laughs> on one of his videos, so good. <laughs> which I think is just amazing. Uh, and like I said, he continues to to hashtag everything European champion. So, and that very um, that be, very subtle joke on SmackDown where Carmella hands him the bra to put on, and he goes, "Can you? I I can never get these." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that uh, we're gonna go ahead and transition over to uh, another little bit of comedy uh, because we had a moment of bliss, and um, Alexa first said that she needed her coffee. She specifically requested coffee. Uh, a stagehand brought out two cups of coffee, which then led her to pour the one into the other. Zane Ber- the other was clearly meant for Zane <laughs> Bernardo. Yep. Uh, Nikki was uh, there the entire time, and the <laughs> guest was Becky Lynch. Uh, I really enjoy the the uh, interactions between Alexa and Nikki, uh, where yep. Alexa is just kind of like so excited to be there, and and uh, Alexa just cannot stand her. Uh, but eventually, this brought out. Um, Lacey Evans. Can we just call her the, Nick, I, Nikki James from now on? Sure. Uh, She's taking that role. Yeah. Um, well, this first brought out the Iconics, who, of course, it was announced themselves by going. Then it brought out Lacey Evans. 
I, I enjoy the fact that uh, Becky Lynch has has stated online that uh, how 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 bad it, it it is that they are making fun of her for only having one championship. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, by the way, did anyone notice that they updated the Becky Lynch render on WB.com? And she looks incredibly pissed off to only have one championship belt. <laughs> I thought she. Had uh, I thought she had Seth's dick in her hand in the bottom or something. I mean, I feel like she'd be in at least a little bit happier mood. Um, By the way, can we just point out how sort of disingenuous it was that they did that whole "Oh, I put this picture on Twitter" only because they knew it was coming out on that Becky Lynch special the next week? So. Yeah, yeah, there definitely was that where it was like, I guess we're going to have to say something because we know there were fucking cameras there. Yeah, beat them to it before they can. So yeah, uh, so this led to a six-chick match uh, oh. where the Iconics and Lacey Evans took on <sighs> Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross. Um, which, of course, prompted uh, Nate, or Alexa to be like, I'm not, I don't want to wrestle. And Becky's just like, you just have to send her look pretty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One of the favorite things I saw this week was a picture on Twitter of it was Becky in the ring and Alexa standing next to the ring. And Alexa yep. is trying to hand Becky her coffee. Yes. Like, you want some yep. coffee? Yeah. <laughs> no. By the way, good. By the way, if you if you have not seen Alexa Bliss on house shows, she is fucking phenomenal. Because obviously we know on house shows they can get away with a lot more. Uh, there are so many different shots of Alexa getting in the ring and trying to do like taekwondo moves and shit like that, <laughs> or ranger moves and shit. Like Pull on so temper tantrums. Fun. Yeah. Plus, and can she, I just say her new gear is fucking fire? She she breaks out this gear on house shows that yeah. like show like ninety five percent of her ass cheeks and it's amazing. Just yeah. just don't try to go to a live event on Monday or Tuesday because it'll probably get canceled. Yes, that's true. That those yeah. get canceled left and right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this I thought was we don't get this quite that often. But when you have a worker that's not um, it's, yes, it's, she, she's on Raw, so going to a house show on Monday probably wouldn't do you much good. Wild card. We typically don't get this that, that often, but usually when a worker is not um, able to compete, they don't put them in a match. So I thought this was a really good way to utilize Alexa Bliss, knowing farewell that she can't actually work the match. Sure, to just have her sitting on the side. Yeah, but did it sort of take away from some of what they had done the night before in a way, though? Like, she came out in gear. I mean, obviously the intention from the start was that she was going to be involved in some sort of a match one way or another. And the notion that you would put her in a match after you just told us the night before she wasn't cleared to wrestle was a little, I don't know. I don't it know. just yeah. put in I way. mean, Seth, Seth wasn't cl- had a non-sanctioned match because he wasn't cleared to wrestle and then wrestled the next night on Raw. So <laughs> clearly they don't care about shit like that that much. Um, but oh, you, you just know. pulled someone out of one of your marquee matches and then <laughs> just had him wrestle the next night. It seemed a little yeah. weird to me. Uh, well, I, I she said when, when Becky was like, oh, I have a third right here. She was like... No, no, I, I can't wrestle. Like, no, she didn't yeah, say can't. Wrestling. She said, I don't want to. I don't want okay. to. That being said, her drinking coffee at ringside was the funniest thing I saw this week. Yeah. And to me, I, it seems like they're sort of playing off the Alexa Bliss thing as in not that she's not cleared to wrestle, that she doesn't want to. Right. And that she like, took herself out of the Money in the Bank match because she just doesn't feel like fucking wrestling. Right. Um, and it seemed like she, she uh, put Nikki Cross in there to win the championship for her. You know, right. So I think that's that's the way that I took it. I don't. I didn't take it as like WWE saying that she she's not able to wrestle. I took it as she just doesn't fucking care. Except, <laughs> Except no, no, I'm pretty sure they specifically said she's not medically cleared. Yeah. Did they say yeah. that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, that's stupid then. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, okay. <laughs> but even twenty so, like minutes said, to get to, I agree with you. Okay, cool. Well, have you have good. you listened to the show before? Yeah, fair point. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't realize that they had specifically said that she wasn't cleared. I I took it as that she was lying about it. So that's my bad. All right. Um, so unless anyone else has anything to say about this, we're going to get no, into eleven thirty. Let's move through this. Bitch. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Uh, so we're going to discuss this uh, again. Throw on your kid gloves on this. Uh, so, following the the suicide of Ashley Massaro, uh, an affidavit was released um, that had sh- some allegations in it, but it's sort of been called into question now. Now, obviously, Ashley is not alive anymore to defend herself, but some of what. So, we're going to talk about what the affidavit actually said, but then we're going to talk about why it's being called into question a bit. Um, so, if you uh, trigger warning on this: There is uh, it's sexual assault uh, allegations. If you want to just hit the little thirty seconds forward a couple of times, uh, you you know if you don't want to listen to it. Uh, but essentially, the the affidavit talks about Masaro um, in, in her contract situation after she won the the diva search that she was supposed to get two thousand five hundred dollars or two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars and a contract where she wouldn't have to actually wrestle. Uh, they wound up making her wrestle, and because of that, she got concussions and other injuries because she's not a trained wrestler. Um, now, I, uh, at least with that part, I tend to think that that's very possible um, because you know we have seen Ashley was put right into the ring after winning thing, and even back then, we all said like this chick can't wrestle. Um, but then one of the things is that uh, Ashley. Maria Canellis, Ron Simmons, and Jimmy Hart were on a Goodwill mission over in Kuwait um, for the, the the tribute to the troops thing or the, the support the troops. Um, during that, Ashley wound up getting uh, bad cramps and was treated for dehydration. Uh, then the story is, is that while she was getting treatment for it, nobody else was around. Uh, some dude in street clothes and a woman in a, an army outfit wound up wrapping her in a blanket, taking her to another room, locking her in there, and the guy proceeded to uh, rape her um, after drugging her with something where she said she couldn't move, um, but she could feel everything that was going on. She, her mind was still there. Um, afterwards, uh, the affidavit calls him Gary Hart, but it's uh, Gary Davis, I believe is what his actual name is. Um, tried to get her back, wound up taking her to... Uh, hotel room, putting her up in the hotel, and then leaving again. Uh, and then later, Maria Canellis came and talked with her, and uh, Ashley said, "Don't tell anybody what happened. Let's kind of continue on." Uh, and then she wound up getting uh, getting an issue where they, she she lost her tickets and couldn't get back home, and wound up having to. And, and WWE was just going to leave her there in Kuwait. Now, all of that being said, the lawyer that wound up releasing this affidavit suspiciously directly after Ashley Massaro died uh, is one that has numerous sanctions against him um, has been pretty much go ahead just to point out this was part of the concussion lawsuit against the Correct. WWE this wasn't just some random thing this was in the record for a while it's just sort of coming to light now in light of Ashley's passing uh, the judge in the case threw it out said it was immaterial to the actual concussion lawsuit and had no place in there, uh, and they never pursued any individual charges on this particular affidavit. Right. So the other thing is that Ashley Massaro herself 
has said that after the lawsuit was thrown out, she apologized to WWE, wrote a letter to WWE, um, was trying to get back on their good graces because she wanted to continue wrestling, which to me does seem a little bit odd if you claim that you were raped and that the w- that WWE tried to pressure you, why you'd want to go back to work for that company that did that to you. Um, go ahead. So it's like I think we talked about in Hostar, but to me the biggest red flag out of this whole thing is that you look at the fact that the, the claim is that Maria knew about this. Now, Maria, for anybody that knows her, is listening to her, or ever even heard her speak, very intelligent woman, college graduate. I, I think she's she may even have a doctorate at this point. Um, mother. And she chose to go back and work for this company again. And if she thought that the people in charge allowed that to happen, I, I can't envision Maria doing that. Right. So uh, some more digging on the internet shows that uh, WWE's own blog reported that Ashley Masaro was treated for dehydration and then went shortly after that to the next photo shoot, which sort of calls into question the like chain of events there, where right. if this took place, there's no fucking way, given what she said in her affidavit, that she'd be able to. And there are pictures of that. Did you mention the meeting, supposedly? Uh, oh yes yeah that's right so there was apparently a meeting as well where ashley brought it up to to vince was it vince stephanie triple h no 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 so she got called into a meeting as the affidavit states that had vince mcmahon john laronitis and some other executives in it and basically they were uh, told her that they didn't want this getting up yeah so um let me let me tell you first off like if so this is this is what would happen if this actually happened and she reported right away WWE would go to the base commander and an investigation would be launched and it would be completely out of the news we would you would never hear about it right and that didn't happen because ashley first at least from the affidavit it says ashley said that she didn't want anyone to say about it and then later brought it up at that point they still would have gone and said something to him because that's a serious fucking thing you know but again, like I said, the source that this is coming from and the affidavit was submitted on Ashley's behalf by her lawyer, by the lawyer on the case, not Ashley herself. Um, and this lawyer, uh, like I said, has is, is a very questionable past, uh, apparently is in a lot of debt right now and that he's trying to climb out of. And of course, if he's trying to start a new lawsuit or try to get a settlement out of it to get some money to pay off some of those debts, timing on it seems a little odd. Especially where it, it comes out right after the person who could turn around and say, look, that's not real, is no longer alive. Yeah. Um, so then the other other aspect of this as well uh, is the fact that th- this lawyer has gone after Nike um, and just completely fabricated information and stuff like that. So again, like I said, the source. And also we look at it too as the people involved. So part of the thing was, she said, is the affidavit says that she had her cast removed from her hand. Uh, two weeks early, and Paul London was there. Let me tell you, Paul London would definitely have come out and said, this happened right. today, because he does not like the WWE. He is no. very open about the things that went on. He is not corroborating the story. Uh, Maria Canellis is not corroborating the story. Now, I understand she works there, but guess who doesn't anymore? Gary Davis. And he is not corroborating the story. Right. And he Nor any supposedly... of the other... Nor any yeah. of the other women who supposedly were told of this story. Right, exactly. Who have no uh, reason to defend the WWE. Right. So the the other aspect of this is WWE released a statement on it. And let me tell you, if 
that right there is a huge red flag for this affidavit as well. Where if WB is acknowledging it and putting forth and saying, like, this whole thing is complete bullshit, we would never let this happen, stuff like that, like, they don't have to say anything about it and probably wouldn't say anything about it because that creates new new stories as well. So there's that aspect of it of it too. So does anyone have anything else to say about it other than, you know, what we've already said or the just the news reporting as it is? So um when Ashley appeared on my timeline at a WrestleMania in a tag match, I remember very distinctly saying that, you know, I couldn't call it the worst match of the night and that I didn't blame her. I blame them for how much they didn't train her. And that is the one thing about this whole affidavit that I think there's probably some validity to is from the time she won the diva search to the time she actually did appear in matches. I can't imagine she got much if any training at all. Which is a problem. You had a, you had somebody, whether it's a male or female, and they're taking bumps that wasn't trained. Definitely not something they should be doing. Um, well, and and to to be fair, they don't do that anymore. Right, right. Um, that being said, you know, in the era of Me Too, with this whole affidavit coming out and being made public shortly after her death, it it's definitely. Um, a timing issue where this is the first time we've heard about this. And like you said, this lawyer's past is, is checkered to say the least. So, um, it's so convoluted to try to speak for the deceased. So I don't think it's, it's fair in any regard. And I don't necessarily think that it's even fair. The WWE that these allegations would come out now, and I'm not saying that nothing happened or that it's not all, you know, there's not validity to it. I'm saying that the person who we would ask is no longer with us. So how can we even address it? Yeah, very much so. Um, God damn it. All right. So let's go ahead and move on unless Adam has something to say about it. Nope. Nope. All right. You're dead. Okay. So um, our next topic, I think we're going to go ahead and fast train this. Um, Let's talk about AEW a little bit. Uh, And let's talk specifically about a match that showed up on the All Elite YouTube uh, at a Dragon Gate event. So Pac is the current Dragon Gate champion. Um, Now, I watched this. I didn't catch who he was supposed to wrestle against uh anyone know that no robbie I, something i thought yeah i heard okay. him drop the names but i wasn't familiar right. uh so apparently that person was not not able to be there not or not medically clear some of that so um no i have never heard these announcers uh but let me tell you they are they are puking left and right during this <laughs> this uh it's they're definitely using that announcer voice but they're british so it makes it a little bit worse uh but as soon as so this is the other thing too now i this is the first time i've watched dragon gate in probably years um and i don't watch enough indie wrestling to know hangman page's music so when it hits and they go you know whose music that is <laughs> i was like i no, i, I don't like, i know what the title of the video I, says yeah. <laughs> i i know who it is but i don't know who it is <laughs> yeah so uh instead of having uh Pac versus hangman page at uh 
Double or Nothing, which is coming up uh, Saturday. Uh, because of the fact that we found out Pac was going to go over Adam Page and then proceed to lose to Kenny Oshmegma uh, at the next event, uh, it was decided that Pac was not going to lose to Kenny Oshmegma. Now, I know a lot of people are reporting that it's, you know, Pac was upset about it, but there's also potentially the chance that Dragon Gate didn't want their champion to lose um, because that would kind of create a whole other thing. And obviously, even on this little broadcast that we watched here, they mentioned the fact that like Pac is undefeated for the championship and stuff like that. And, and so it kind of feels like maybe they didn't want their champion to lose. We don't know. But either way, we got this match on Dragon Gate instead of at, at Double or Nothing. Um, so the match itself. Um, this is the first time I've seen Pac since uh, leaving the WWE. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched him because I don't yeah. I don't you know really watch Dragon Gate or anything of that. So. You took on your boy Zach Saver Jr. for Rev Pro. I figured you would watch that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I probably didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in I'm in the um, same boat. I haven't seen anything from yeah. Neville Pac since uh, right. since then. It, this made and me I'll realize see. this made me realize how much I miss him in, in WWE. <laughs> Right. He's so good on the on the mic. As soon as he got on that mic and and started his promo, I was like, "Oh God, I miss you, dude." <laughs> uh, now I have watched Hangman Page on ROH, um, you know, as well as something else, but it doesn't matter. Um, but he's he was always Adam out. Page. What's that? He was always Adam Page before he was Hangman. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. I I haven't really watched him since the Hangman gimmick. I watched him as Adam Page the last time I saw him, yeah. uh, but I understand the Hangman gimmick. Uh, he's continued to. Get better and better. Wait, you you watched uh, the final oh, battle where you took on? Um... Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. That's right. I did. Okay. So, uh, so I have watched him as Hangman Page. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the match itself, really good in my opinion. Uh, it winds up ending with uh, <laughs> Pac just fucking obliterating the refs nuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking then, bastard. And then. Uh, I particularly like the fact that he then gets up. Uh, Page goes for his... Oh, shit, what's it called? Buckshot Lariat. Buckshot Lariat. And Pac just flips him off. Which is phenomenal. <laughs> um, so the other thing, too, was like... So he, he drills this dude in the, in the fucking sack. And then, like, it took a long time between that and when the ref actually called for the bell, and I was like, is he going to let that go? Like, or is that the end of the match? <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a little point where you were like, hey, maybe he just lets that one go. <laughs> it's like rolling around. It's like, I get it. You're selling it that you're rolling on the round, but it's like, all you got to do is move your hand a little bit, and the bell rings. Like, <laughs> like just ring the damn bell, because otherwise I'm starting to get confused that this match is going to go on. Uh, so, uh, Ginger, what did you think about this uh, this match? Ginger's <laughs> not there. No. What? And Ginger. how would I? How would I know that? Sal, at, how would Skype. I know that Ginger's not there? Yeah, you could have looked at Skype, but that's look fine. at Skype. It's frozen. Oh, it's not frozen. <laughs> Skype is frozen. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not frozen on mine. Well, I know. You know I've ever had to deal with. How many times have I told you the the feed on YouTube is directly from my computer? My computer is frozen. I am Still? looking at the same thing. Yes, I am looking at the same thing on YouTube. I do not know what is going on outside. Right, well, Ginger's not Wait, there. So move. Didn't, didn't you put more computer in it? <laughs> Sal, six, Jason, six, six inch or foot Jason, long. Jason, what did you think of this match? 
I love the match. Uh, it's sort of, in a way, I, as much as I loved it, it sort of pissed me off because it was what we could have had, what could have been. Like, we could have had these really nice things, and now we're not going <laughs> to have them. It's sort of like, hey, you know, um, I, I'm, it's like when you, you, know, you meet some girl in high school and she sort of gives you a little rub a little bit and you never get anything else out of it. Like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but... Jason's got I blue mean, balls. Right, yeah, you want, that's exactly what it is. It's blue balls. It's wrestling blue balls. That's what we got. Okay, so here's where I disagree with you. AEW Can didn't we just have... cut to the part where you go, you know what, you got a point? Because <laughs> no. it's going to happen. AEW just... didn't have to put this on their YouTube channel. I'm glad they did because I got to see it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. So there's that. Well, they kind of did. They've yeah, they, been yeah. advertising this fucking match for months, dude. And also, we all, they, and also, it, it and also the promo at the they end. They weren't going to have it at double or nothing. So they didn't have to put it on their YouTube channel. I was they, surprised they had, when Troy dude, said Dude, 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 dude. They had this match because they weren't going to have it at double or nothing. Right. I understand that. Did you did you but stick around? Did you stick around for the promo at the end? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the business the... at the end was interesting to me. And I know what Pac said, but to me it seems like they're going to do business. Like eventually down the road. All right, <laughs> Jason's done. Yeah, yep. Whatever. All right. <laughs> I just I don't get it. All right, um, but let me segue this into the larger picture here. This was to me the first time we've seen what is the inevitable cracks of AEW, which is the boys running it. You don't have that. And for all the shit we give Vince, the thing that sets WWE apart and that has allowed them to succeed for so long is that one authoritative voice at the top that says, fuck that, this is what we're doing. AEW doesn't have that. So now we have the first superstar who's worried about bookings outside of this company who now is refusing to do a job because of bookings outside of that company and is now costing them a major match at their first pay-per-view event. This is for the first time we're seeing the potential downfalls of a company run by the boys. And they haven't you know, even put on a show yet. Right, and this was something that that I had talked about before, where I said that you know everyone is is so fucking balls deep on AEW right now, even though they've never seen what the production is going to be like, they've never seen a show from them or anything like that, they've never seen a show that they put on themselves, and I I caution everyone to say like you need to understand that AEW is going to make mistakes. AEW is not perfect, and everyone right. likes to think right now AEW is perfect and. Yes, like you said, this is the the big. This is the first thing that we've seen, and we don't have right now a consistent weekly show. These sorts of issues might come up more so once we're doing a more consistent show, and you have things like, you know, Cody going up to someone and being like, "Look, I need you to lose tonight because it's going to build to a better story," and then being like, "Nah, I don't want to," you know, and then at that point you go, "What do you? What, what can you do?" You know, because. They're not exclusive contracts, so they could easily turn around and be like, nah, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. And fuck you. You know, right before a show or something like that. So, uh, again, as I've cautioned before in the past, this is not perfect. This is the this is a new thing that's happening. So we should maybe, maybe start thinking that this, you know. And, again, we kind of knew Pac was a guy who quit WWE. So... Yeah. Look, I, I think Saturday's show is going to be fantastic. I'm going to talk about more uh, more about it in a little bit. Um, and, and I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things that's going to have the wrestling world talking 
Um, but I'm really curious what Ginger thought about it. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and segue into our double or nothing predictions. Sal is um, pissed so, off. I don't know what's going on. What's up, Sal? No, I'm good. No, he's he's mad because I called him a bitch. Uh, <laughs> or Fuck something. you, <laughs> dude! You're like you. I've told you three times now. Like I can't see anything <laughs> in my computer. I don't know how many times I gotta tell you. Like my computer's frozen. I don't know that Ginger left. Nobody said anything. Okay. Like, All right. Fine. I missed it. Sorry. Right. Are you are you mad about the Hangman Page thing? Am I mad? No. I just. I'm not. I'm not mad about the fucking Hangman Page thing. I I don't think this happens often with AEW. The, all right. Pac fucked them over once. I don't see Cody doing business like this going forward. Whoever they oh, sign, but, but whoever they not, put at a press Cody. conference. Okay. So so let's or say the cons or whatever. But but here's the problem, Sal, and this is what I'm talking about. It's it's not oh, some other guy is gonna refuse to to show up, but th- that's not the point. But the point is when you get into a situation where Kenny has an idea, has one idea for a direction they should go or who should win a match, and Cody has another one, and the Bucks agree you know, one agrees with Cody, one agrees with Kenny. Where the fuck do you go? This is not a company that has that one strong voice. And don't give me Tony Khan because the guy's been in the wrestling business five minutes. He's not a strong, authoritative voice in the wrestling industry. They don't have that. That's what WWE has. That's hell. Say what you want about her. That's what Impact had with Dixie Carter. They have one person at the top of the ledger who was the fucking boss. You have four EVPs and a guy who's never run a company before. But wasn't so that the original problem with Impact, though, is that they had too many people trying to book shit? Between... No, they had the Jarrett's. That was it. Well, they had Bischoff. They had Vince Russo. That was, that was way later. And that was when it went to shit, when they brought in Bischoff and Hogan. Yeah. And you added those voices. True. When it was just Dixie, when it was just the Jarrett's, that was when it was running at its peak run. That was its peak run. Right. And right now you have uh, self-proclaimed smartest man alive, Chris Jericho. Exactly. There's another well. one. Yeah. So there's it's, that's the point, Sal, is that there's there's a ton of Indians and no chiefs. Okay. And nobody yeah. to nobody to fall in line behind because everyone thinks they're the chief. That's the problem. Right. Hey, and it's going to rear its head again in a different situation down the road. Yeah. Hey Troy. Yeah. Ginger's back. Ginger, are you back? Ginger, oh. you're up. All right. Um, I don't think his mic's on. I don't think his mic's on. All right. Uh, so yeah, no, you're, Ginger, we can't hear you. You're completely off. There we go. There we go. So, yeah. in, in in my honest opinion, I don't really care for AEW. It's going to implode from inside within the next, within the first year. So I don't even think it should be a topic on this show anymore. But who am I? Wow. Yep. Well, not that you're a, a snob or anything. <laughs> no, it's, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to implode in the first year. I guarantee it. Okay. Impact is still going, my dude. Yeah. But <laughs> th- your second but, biggest what? show, and you're already having problems with your two one of, two of your top stars. One. You have problem I mean, with one star who's not under we, contract. We still have Chris Jericho. Uh <laughs> Other, Jericho's fucking is, working the internet group. I mean, fucking, <laughs> come on, guys. We'll see. Um, <laughs> the other thing, too, is you say Impact is, is still around, but what channel are they on again? Twitch. <laughs> 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 well, I thought you were going to say Pursuit. They're only on for like half the show, and then the rest of it's commercials. So, <laughs> Yeah. 
And that would be different from Raw How? <laughs> what, they Are you guys going to watch The Secret Life of Pets 2? <laughs> Comes out on yeah, June right, 7th. Through, but can I just talk for one quick second? Because this, this is the fucking thing that pissed me off. Poor fucking Ricochet, right? Yep. He comes out during his entrance. Michael Cole says, and don't forget the secret life of pets. Then they go to commercial. The one fucking section of the match where Ricochet gets his shine, they go to the small screen so they can show an ad <laughs> for the fucking secret life of pets. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the match, we get a, don't miss the secret life of pets in theaters June 7th. Seriously, we couldn't space that shit out over four matches. We had to have it all in Ricochet's match. Yeah. Yep. By the way, somebody somebody on, on Reddit made a version of the uh, Festival of Friendship where commercials ruin it. Oh, and they actually, put, <laughs> actually put it where they did the picture-in-picture picture thing while the reveal was going on. Nice. And they had, they had like, a, like Chrisley ads and shit like that in it. And it was like, yep, that's... That's pretty much. That's pretty much spot on. You know, what? we used to joke about it when they used to do the nine ninety nine for the network, but it's actually gone a shit ton worse. Yeah, they don't even do that anymore. No, they just plug everybody else's shit for like thirty, forty minutes an hour. It's crazy. They're just the marketing company at this point. You know, the the other thing too is while you, you listen know... to Sal, don't forget you can see the Secret Life of Pets in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other thing too is that. Uh, JR was always the king of of he would he would bring up the main event that was going on throughout the show, but he would do it in, in very subtle ways sometimes or, or very strategic ways, you know? If there was a down moment in the match, he'd be like, Well, there's a night where Stone Cold Steve Austin's gonna take on on you know Jake the Snake Roberts. Michael Cole just throughout the fucking night randomly going, But Brock's still here, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the fucking worst. Yeah. But Brock's like, still here. But, uh, then as soon as Brock's music hits in the main event. He goes, oh, my God, I can't believe Brock is coming out. You've been talking about it the entire night. Okay. But you already what? know he's being fed that from Vince. You oh, I know, know it. Because Vince is so far up Brock Lesnar's ass, he could be talking through his mouth like a puppet. It's he fucking being, awful. He's being fed, fed those lines, but there are certain lines that he's he's going to that are completely off the cuff. And I give you the example well, of in the bank. Where there was a there was a high spot and Michael Cole just screams, "What's wrong with these guys?" <laughs> yeah, Cole was having a very weird night <laughs> commentating at the uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah, really bad. Like uh, I don't know what he was on. Maybe he had too uh, much caffeine. But I mean, as for Ricochet, um, it sucks. But I'm glad they're pushing Cesaro. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Rick, Ricochet did not only just get fucked over by uh, by Kevin Hart as a tiny bunny. He also kind of got fucked over by creative. As backstage, we have Cesaro saying, "You're not gonna fight me. You're too much of a puss. You're hurt from. You're hurt after last week. You're not gonna fight me." And Rick goes, "Yo, yeah, fucking fight you," and then he fucking loses. Yeah. Yep. Well, you you have the two big guys that got brought up, Ricochet and Aleister Black, and neither of them are doing anything. Ricochet is losing every week, and Aleister Black is. Banging Zelina Vega, apparently. Yeah. But other than that, not much else. Chasing off Xavier Woods. That's true. That was, Which, that was great. That was great. That was amazing. Yeah, or or being told, hey, we can't we can't book you in Saudi Arabia because you got a bunch of religious tattoos and you're a Satanist and we're afraid you're gonna get jihaded. And so let's hit up these let's hit up these predictions and then take it on home. So, Double or Nothing is this Saturday. The perfect six this week? Yeah, I don't fucking care, dude. It's 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. My computer's frozen. I don't know what's going to happen. Wait, your computer's right? frozen? Yeah, it's, it's frozen. It won't, it won't move. 
All right. Did so you try putting buy... it in some rice? Uh, <laughs> no. I, 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 I get that that works most of the time, you know, because it, it, it brings in the magical agents that come and fix things for you. But uh, right right now, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. I don't have a big enough bag, and I don't have enough rice for it. So uh, oh, I tried. Sal, you're up. <laughs> I tried putting in putting in more computer, and it just it just froze it up more. So, yeah. uh, Ginger's back. All right, hey Ginger. Uh, so the buy-in pre-show will have <laughs> Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. Uh, so, he, what? Who? I have a feeling this is going to be a recurring theme with Adam. But... <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I thought you were actually meaning that I I messed up somebody's name. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, so me and Sal have picked Sammy. I have no fucking clue who either of these people are. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, Ginger, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Kip Sabian. All right. Jason? Uh, I'm going Sammy Guevara. All right. Uh, Adam? I'll, I'll go for Kip just because I like the name better. Ginger, that's annoying. Uh, Sal? <laughs> Oh, I, as I said, Sammy Guevara. If you haven't watched Sammy Guevara, go on YouTube. It's great. Yeah. All right. So then we have the Casino Battle Royale, uh, where five competitors will begin the match. Five more will be added in the mix in three-minute intervals. And then finally, we will have the 21st entrance, Lucky 21, will enter last. Uh, and it has been announced that the winner of this match will earn a future shot at the AEW World Championship, whoever that may be, against either Chris Jericho or Kenny Oshmegma. Uh, so the confirmed mentions that we have are Sonny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., Sonny Days, MJF, I guess, uh, Joey Janela, Dustin Thomas, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Michael Nakazawa, uh, Jungle Boy, Isaiah C- Cassidy, Mark Quinn, Luchasaurus, Sean Spears, the former Ty Dillinger, and four other unnamed entrants. Um, so right now, Hangman Page is pretending that he's not going to be in this and icing up his knee. Um, so I have gone with surprise entrant John Moxley. Sal, I thought, I thought you were going with uh, Jungle Boy. Oh yeah, I changed it. Oh, <laughs> don't you don't think Jungle Boy is going for the AEW Championship? Well, I thought because of the fact that he lost his dad recently, I thought maybe they'd give yeah. him that shine. But I would have sworn you'd go Luchasaurus. Yeah. Nope, that's not going to happen. I was going to make the joke and I didn't. <laughs> Sal. Uh, I'm going MJF because I have a feeling I know where this is going, but we'll see. Adam? Uh, Michael Nakazawa. I could be a homer and pick Ace Romero, but uh, I think I'll go with MJF. Don't pick Ace Romero. (laughs) Fuck that guy. (laughs) Ginger's Ginger's still mad because he wore another company's t shirt to (laughs) APW. I remember. Oh, no. uh, Did you not see me kick him in his face? Ginger? (laughs) Uh, I'm going with Glacier, baby. <laughs> That'd be interesting. See, I was gonna pick Billy Gunn as a joke, but <laughs> even better, uh, Jason. Uh, as Lucha obvious, Soros. it's gonna be one of the four unnamed Lucha people. Soros. I just I don't know that it's going to be Moxley. Um, so of the people here, if I have to pick somebody who I think is worthy of getting an AEW Championship match, uh, you know, fuck it, I'm going Hangman Page. <laughs> Hangman Page. Right. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, because honestly, everybody else in this match, I was like, they're not going to put any of these people <laughs> for the AEW. <laughs> the only one I could think of is Sean Spears, just to sort of spite Vince. But I'm I'm going to go with my fellow. It, I'm going to go know? with my fellow Big Dick Energy representative. And fair enough, man. Hey, man. 
This is All right. just giving me flashbacks to World War III. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> could win. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. All right. Well, then, uh, our you know what? Show... Sunny Kiss is not winning. Like, I'm, I'm By the pretty... way, you got Sunny Kiss and Sunny Days. This is a no-no in wrestling. You're supposed to two guys with the same name. <laughs> they, they're spelled differently. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> they sound the same at the announce table. I know. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right. So our main show proper, we have Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura versus Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami. Nami. Mizun. Just call him the Mez. It's a check. It's a her. Uh, but... It's a her. Yeah. yeah whatever. She, she, uh, so she I, is. I have gone with the uh, the team of Kong, Sakazaki, and Sakura. Sal? Uh, any team that has Aja Kong on it's probably going to win. All right. Jason? Same as Sal. Ginger? Yuka Sakazaki. <laughs> I just like the name, so I'm yeah. going with that team. All right. Adam? Is, is that Kong like Awesome Kong like Karma? Or is that no. someone else? No. But, well, she's, she's, a, she's a bigger lady. Fuck it. I'll go with them anyway. What the hell? Let's let's clean sweep this motherfucker. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, if you want to if you want to fix that up, Jason, that's fine. My thing isn't working very well. I thought you were uh, then, Well, I'm using my phone. Uh, then we have a fatal three way match. I I thought was going to be for the women's championship, but apparently that doesn't exist here because you know, fuck women. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker DDS takes on Smiley Kylie Ray and Nyla Rose. Uh, I have chosen Smiley Kylie Ray. I think that she has the most potential. She's from Wisconsin. She does the Wisconsin Indies. That's why. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, Ginger, who you got? Nyla Rose. All right. I have no idea who any of these people are. Oh, Nyla, Nyla Rose is the first transsexual women's competitor on a pay per view. Funny that. Uh, funny that she was a tanny. Transgender. Sorry. Uh, no, I want people to continue to listen to this podcast. Go ahead. Next person. <laughs> Uh, I'll go for the one that I've seen on TV, and that's Britt Baker. All right. Sal? Yeah, Britt Baker. Jason? She got that Adam Cole D. It's got to be Britt Baker. You think that talent is sexually transmitted? Nikki Belly would say otherwise. Uh, Then we've got a tag match. The best friends, Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor, take on Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, Ginger, best friends, because yeah. I know who Chuck Teller is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say your scope of wrestling knowledge is limited to Ginger, but you should Fair know Trent Beretta. I saw the Dude Busters. I sat, I sat across from him at the Red Arrow Diner in Manchester once. Nice. So I assume you're picking him. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, yeah, best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, uh, I'll go. I'll go with Angelico and Jack Evans. Okay. I went with the best friend, Sal. Who you got? Uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. All right. Then we have a, have a six-man tag match as SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky take on Strong Hearts, Chima, T-Hawk, and L. Lindemann. I uh, I, what? I get Sima. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I, went, I went with Strong Hearts because it's triple it's A and they got to appease their new... new to their team. It's, uh, it's Jason. O- O-W-E. Don't care. Uh, Jason. <laughs> I'm going with Strong Hearts. All right. 
I like you. You give me shit, and then you pick the same person I picked. No, you uh, said so- it was AAA. That's a completely different one. It's the Mexican promotion. One's the Oriental promotion. Whoa, dude! Not the proper nomenclature. <laughs> Oriental <laughs> wrestling. You could not say Oriental, dude. Oriental Wrestling Entertainment is the name of the fucking company. Asshole. Unless you, unless you're talking about rugs. Uh, so it really tied the room together. Uh, I've always been a fan of Daniels and Kazarian and Scorpio Sky as well. So I'm going SoCal and Center. Ginger. SoCal. I see you. I see you in the house. Uh, so called university? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> uh, yeah, what the hell? So Kellen says it. Uh, I'm gonna drop that Scorpio Sky on that stack of dimes he calls a neck. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, then we have then we have Cody versus Dustin. <laughs> that's literally how they're Dustin. going to be referred to. The I ginger you Dustin chose Rhodes. Dustin? Yep. He can't use Dustin Rhodes. You can't. Cody bought the trademark back for Rose. Okay. Well, they're listed as Cody versus Dustin on all other promotional stuff. So, yeah. you sure that's not Kane? Uh, so, <laughs> Sal. You got to admire that Cody and Dustin are so well known. They can just go by that and everybody knows who they're talking about. Uh, I'm going with Cody. All right. Uh, Jason. Uh, Cody. Uh, Adam. Hmm. I'm gonna go Dustin for the feel goods. Alright. It's it's the uh, one knee surgery versus the double knee surgery. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> four knee, four knees final. enter, one knee leaves. <laughs> Alright, so then we have our uh match for number one contender, I guess. You could consider that for the AEW Championship Kenyo Schmegma versus known jackass Chris Jericho. <laughs> Uh, Adam, who you got? Uh, I'll go Schmegma. All right. <laughs> I've never said that phrase before. <laughs> Jason, who you got? Uh, Kenny did the job in Japan, so I think Kenny's going to put Jericho over here. Fucker. What? That was weird way of putting that. Uh, uh, Ginger, you uh, said you said uh, Kenny did the job in Japan, so so he's going to do the job here. Did I say that? Jericho did the job in Japan. Okay. Omega uh, average. That makes more sense. All right. Okay. Jericho's Good. over all day. All right. Fuck that guy. Uh, I chose Oshmegma. <laughs> Why do you? What, what's your What's your deal? What's your gimmick with Jericho, there, buddy? Every time I listened to his shitty podcast, I hated him more and more. I I did not make it through. That's why I stopped listening podcast, to it. That's why I stopped listening to it too. Because he, he's a self-serving guy, but a lot of guys a, in the business are whatever. No, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. A few of his interviews were pretty good, but then, it, like the more, like Troy said, the more you listen to it, the more you're like, yeah. I, I um, love that Ginger's like, "What's your problem with the guy?" And then proceeds to fucking agree with the problem. <laughs> he's a very him. Too, well, no, I didn't right. know if it was because of his podcast or it was a promo he cut I or whatnot. Wait. I just didn't know to, the gimmick. To your point, so, somebody. I can't wait till somebody asks me what my problem with CM Punk is. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. no, like I said, my, my issue with Jericho is that he's very self-serving, and the fact that every one of his interviews he had to make it about himself, and it just that that to me just screams ego egomaniac. Um, yeah, I know. I know what he's doing right now is definitely working the the internet. I know. I know he doesn't believe half the shit that's coming out of his mouth. Um. Doesn't doesn't mean I don't respect him for his wrestling. Doesn't mean I don't in, in, enjoy his old wrestling stuff. Uh, I just it just really 
shed the he he's shown a light on how much of a of a prick he actually is. Is all I'm saying. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm holding my hand up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I've been holding my hand up forever. I was wondering if you're ever going to call on me. Yeah, I'm calling you now. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> no, to, okay. I mean to your point. <laughs> I love that you're looking at the screen as if you're going to see something different than what you've been looking at for the last 45 minutes. I don't like the fact that you can see me moving and I can't see. <laughs> it's, it's as if I had cameras set up in your house that you don't know about. Adam, you're going to say something? No, I was making fun of Sal. Okay. To that point. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to pick. <laughs> Go ahead, Sal. Kenny Omega right on there. Yeah, but nobody can see that other than us. <laughs> it's not frozen for everybody else. All right. Audio-wise, dickhead. S- Sal, you're um, up. Kenny. <laughs> All right. Uh, the AAA World Tag Team Championship on the line as the Young Bucks take on the Lucha Bros, which would be Fenix and... I had that on there before. I think somebody took it off. Uh, is it Penta... Penta El Cero Medio. Did you say Fenix? Penta El Cero M. Yes. FedEx, <laughs> FedEx, and and his brother uh, DHL are FedEx taking is up. What happens Bucks. when you go to TNT.com, as we learned last week? <laughs> That's true. Uh, so the currently the Young Bucks are the AAA World Tag Team Champions. Uh, I have gone with them losing those belts because they have more important things to do now than work for AAA. Uh, Sal, who you got? Exact same reason. They're losing back to the uh, the Lucha Brothers. Ginger. Uh, Lucha Brothers, because I can't fucking stand those two little fucks. <laughs> you talking about the Bucks or the Lucha yeah, Brothers? Yeah, the Bucks. I can't fucking stand them. Never could. Never well, it's could. A, it's okay. They lost, and they'll be knocked out of the playoffs next week. So, <laughs> uh, Jason. Uh, Kenny did the job in Japan, so the Bucks do the job here. <laughs> Adam. Uh, yeah, the Lucha Bros. All right. Lucha Bros. By the way, Jason. Totally called it. Bucks are getting eliminated. Anyways, um, I guess no Bucks in six. Okay. Nope. No, they'll they'll Bucks in six. They'll, they'll be out after six games. If if you uh, listen last week, I said the NBA Finals will be on between the Raptors and the Warriors. I called this last week. I called it before this match. This even started. I called it before so. the playoffs started. They weren't going to make the finals. I called it three years ago. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now <laughs> you're up. Lucky Pro Wrestling presents Star Clash 6 on Saturday, June 15th at the Elks Hall in Clinton, Mass. Tickets for this event are just $50, or four-pack is just $50. Already signed for this big event, Lucky Pro Wrestling tag titles will be on the line as the Bitter Club, Bitter Buddy Morbano, and Sensational Scotty, no last name given, defend against Royce Bishop and the Patriot. There was no last name on Buddy. (laughs) That's true, but I just just know him because he's got a stupid name. Uh, You're made of... (laughs) On May, on okay, you don't have to put the date numerous times throughout. They get it at the top of it. Your main event, champion versus champion, title for title. This long heated rivalry finally comes to a heat to a head as LPW Hardcocks champion Randy Sean, first name is not capitalized, last name is capitalized, takes on LPW heavyweight champion Delicious Vicious Vern Vicello. Winner take all. We need we need to work on cutting this shit down. We don't need the fucking promo video to go along with it. Just who's facing who. Also scheduled to appear, comma, Adira, Sweatboy, 
Kellen Thomas, Shay Cash, LPW Women's Champion Alicia Edwards, Tyler Nitro, Nico Silva, Robbie the Giant, Bullet Joe, and more. For more information, visit luckyprowrestling.com slash <laughs> starclash6.html slash http colon slash slash. The one fucking week we have Adam on, we can't have him do the LPW read. I was, conf- I was, I was puzzled. Oh, it's much more fun to do it my way. Uh, <laughs> He's not wrong. That is a for the- it's not yeah. wrong. That's that it. No BCW, no nothing. They nope, just have nothing else. Everybody nothing has else their shows. We don't uh, we have like a hood show. slam for Sal to read or something? Or? Uh, nope, I mean, we're, we're done. We're moving on. Let's go. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll just I'll just share my screen so that uh, he can read what I, I found for him. And that is it for the rundown for this Thursday, May twenty third, uh, two thousand nineteen. Please rate the five. We'll <laughs> read the reviews on air. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebookcom wrestling. Email us show your dick pics via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Go to instagramcom wrestling youtube.com slash rundown wrestling to see us not move leave us a voicemail 617-863-6967 at 61 rundown 7 we are on patreon head over to patreon.com slash rundown wrestling to become a patron right now you can go over there and listen to making the grade before it drops right is it up is it up i didn't Adam, do it. You're up. i didn't do it this week all right so it's probably not there but you can go ahead and go so, over there and listen to do blue fist that me and ginger did hey. um as always, you get early access to um, all of our shows that Adam does. He seems to be the only person that remembers to put any of their early action stuff on because the rest of us do shows directly the same night that things record. To be so. fair, he doesn't remember to put anything on the website, so it all balances out in the end. I, That's I, I, I make drafts. I just don't yeah. go and put the. <laughs> I don't go and put the embed code in and actually post it. Yeah. I'm, I'm working title. on it. All right, but the pay, but the patrons are the paying customers. I have ADD. Okay, fine. Uh, check out our website, rundownwrestling.com, for more information on all of dick disease. I just wanted to give that enough Yeah, just leave you. that. <laughs> uh, check out our website, rundownwrestling.com, for more information on all of our great shows, such as the Nitro Mania podcast, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, Making a Grade, NXT Revisited, Twat Magic, and WrestleMania Salvation. You can also go over there right now and vote on who you think has the biggest dick. Yeah. Uh, like, listen to our friends, the brawler Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett on the wrestling podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to Facebook.com, shows the WPN or the WPN.com. Check out our friend Justin Michaels on his show, Yesterland Waltz. Go to yesterlandwaltz.com or watch it on your Roku through the RNTV app or the 24-7 Retro app. Justin, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on again. Follow our host on Twitter at jstuart0920, at rockstartroy, at come salaway, at realisttommy. <laughs> <laughs> you put it on there, I'm going to read it. At Johnny Analog. At I like that I'm not TV. on there at all anymore. <laughs> at Hurry Up Razor, at the Salisbury Rect, at Ryan Smiles XXXX. That's one too many X's, lady. At, Mi- I think that's a lady. At Miss Jessa Rhodes. Sure. Oh, she got she's the copyright from Cody. I know. At Mr. Randy Rhodes. Got it. Uh, thanks to everyone. Uh, for Adam, I thought you were Johnny Analog. Isn't that your Twitter hand? Can we just ask him if he can give it to us at this point? Right. <laughs> By the way, has he actually tweeted anything or no? Probably not. Let's find uh, out. Looks like, looks like Mike Smathers has sent us a last-minute dick pic. It's a pic. 
with the word dick on it. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks to Adam. Zero tweets from Johnny Analog. Perfect. Oh, and (laughs) this being... This being the first time that we've actually spoken to each other since it started, Twat Magic is fucking amazing, brother. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you should also thank Jason's wife because yes. she's phenomenal on it. Lisa is great. Thanks to you, Jason. Thanks, and uh, I can tell you on good authority there's a nice big bottle of wine waiting for tomorrow's Twat Magic. So, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> it should, should be good for you. Thanks to Ginger. Hey, thank you very much. Sorry I disappeared for a little bit there. Uh, no, it's, yeah, that's right. okay. It's top right of the know. man. We got it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, AEW wouldn't even... fucking sucks anyway. Right. And sorry to tell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a legitimate sorry for, for getting upset at you. Oh, okay. Thanks to Jason for our theme song. <laughs> and as always, thanks to Scott for user service and the rundown and for good luck on it. Uh, oh, next week. It up. <laughs> <laughs> and try to feel a little actually on anchor. That's the best part of the whole thing. I know, right? That's, that's, that's the joke of the uh, Next week, we continue to pleasure ourselves to pictures of beautiful men. No. No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> nope. I might. That's yeah. not a thing to Adam, yeah. And he won't be here to tell us about it, probably. <laughs> He'll be pleasuring himself to a beautiful man. That's true. Right. Is there is there anybody but Finn Balor you can see winning that tournament, Adam? I hope not. <laughs> like if you had to pick a number two, say Finn Balor's not in it, who's number two? You can say Roman, it's okay. Yeah. Yep. He does have that Roman helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, the big dog energy. <laughs> and with that. I guess that means we will see you next Thursday. Right. See you ass next time. Blurch. Bye. See? Cody versus Dustin. Oh, that's just what I fit on the marquee. That's bullshit. They have everyone else's last name on it. He, he fucking filed for the copyright. By the way, Tom, this has been Tom a production Steve. of the Rundown Wrestling Network. If you're interested <laughs> in having your podcast join the Rundown Wrestling Network, please email us at rundownwrestling at gmail.com for more information. And thank you for listening. Oh, and Dolph Ziggler came back this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares.